Let the great experiment begin! And who could forget Shantae? Uh, Young Shantae. Do it! Hello, General Kenobi. Hello, Charles. When the truth is found to be lies, and all the joy The bookends of her career, like this song, and then nothing's gonna stop us now with Starship. <laughs> like wildly different songs, but they're both. Great. I love them both. They're incredible. I know. Welcome to Clone. There Cast. are so many Starship songs that like are get like unduly shit on. We built this city gets shit on way too much. Yes, it does. That song rips. <laughs> it is in my yeah. like song. Mark like, Tony listen. plays the Mambas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen to the radio. I used to buy into that too, and then I really listened. I was like, "This song fucking rocks." Yeah, I've been there when you've bought into like hype around like this song sucks, yeah. and then I've been there when you're like, "Well, nah, like, I was you, wrong." You know, like in my formative years, Rolling Stone. I think they still do it, but when I would actually buy magazines, Rolling Stone would always do like the top 100 this or yeah. yeah. I remember they did like the 100 worst songs of all time, which is. I do not understand why people hate that song so much. It's a great song. I think Ovla Di Blada was like the number one worst song of all time. It's like, that song fucking rips, man. <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure like being a music critic is just hating anything that's catchy yep. and just being like Bon Iver. You gotta love Bon Iver. <laughs> he turned the reverb up. It's incredible. Nobody's ever thought of that. It sounds like he's farther away. Anyways, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. Uh, I'm Tom. I'm Adam. Now, what we do here is uh, we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. That's what the first part is. This yes. is a Star Wars podcast. We're not lying. This is a Star Wars podcast, first and foremost. We assure you this is a Star Wars podcast. So, yep, 20 to 40 minutes, and then we get right into what we're actually doing, and that's reviewing that goddamn Rebel show. And we're on to season two. Is it 17? Episode 17. Yep. The honorable ones. So bullshit 20, 40 minutes, and then we get right in that episode. Right on in there. We get right on there. Your first time watching the show. Yes. Second, third, something like that. Something like that. Um, We do have to do something we haven't done in a while right off the bat. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry. Okay. Please accept. I haven't had to apologize for a while. Yeah. But we got no problem apologizing yeah. when we're wrong. Last week when I did the impromptu uh, Four Horsemen of the Email Apocalypse bit, I got it wrong. Daryl was not. Oh. Daryl was not. It was a death. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually the Ilk. I got it wrong. It was the That's Ilk. right. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, the Ilk. Apologies to the Eelk. It's been a while. Yeah. You guys haven't been fighting much. Yeah. We haven't seen you. <laughs> so we used to do that bit 
every single episode. And it would tack on. I loved doing it, but it tacked on like literally 20 yeah. minutes to every episode. Yeah, and the problem is we'd go through like, I don't know how many fucking names. Um, I think it got up to like 15 was where we yeah. cut it off probably. And um, I mean, the problem was... Not only would we go through 15 names, we would also get sidetracked as we do. But, and that's the thing. The more opportunities we have to get sidetracked. That's the problem yeah. with us. It's like it just <laughs> gave us more ammunition yeah. for side rambles. Yes. We have to get right into these segments, I've noticed. And, and then at least it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we kind of stay on point. But... It's only because I'm so in love. Oh, this is great. We haven't listened to this. No. Let's, let's listen to it quick. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. We yeah! You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. All right, the Holy Trinity depressed Kenobi. A Thorian historian and he'll know. I wonder how the Fjord Rider's been. How's the Fjord <laughs> I know Rider have, doing these days? He's been quiet. He's been, I mean, I know he's listening. Yeah. But he's been quiet. Yeah. He's a young man. He's out sowing his wild oats. It is. It's late in the year, so very little sunlight up there. <laughs> the Fjord Rider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, depressed Kenobi's been quiet on Twitter, too. Uh, is depressed Kenobi on a sabbatical, or is this just quiet time? Uh, I know she took a sabbatical, came back for a little bit, and then it kind of has just been quiet time okay. ever since. Maybe she doesn't need Twitter anymore. Yeah. Well, we miss Depressed Kenobi. I always hear from the authorian historian. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, we're not going to do the full listener appreciation. We appreciate you all. Yes. All Every of you. Every single clone cast. Shout out to fellow uh, Minneapolitan. Is that where we are? are yeah. We, are we Minneapolis? Mini- Twin Cityans? Twin Cityans. Uh, Star Wars skinny. St. Paulites. Star Wars Skinny, he got his, uh, he posted his stats from a different app, not Spotify, but Clonecast number one. No shit! Oh, we're number one in mini hearts. I did not realize that we had uh, local listeners. Well, and I was telling you, I found this site, (laughs) (laughs) just like doing a search, um, and I found this site, and we are the number 57 science podcast on Apple Podcasts. Science fiction podcast. Science fiction podcast. Maybe we should do science too i could add more tags yeah Let's we could go yeah. toe-to-toe with radio yeah. labs try to get into like travel we'll get into everything <laughs> just fucking <laughs> uh yeah but we are number 57 in science fiction podcast in france <laughs> hey where do you want to bet we're at in ireland uh i'll go 147 number 67 oh yes um we are down 16 spots there lorna <laughs> Lorna, Lorna, tell people we need to. We're down sixteen. We were actually we were at fifty one. Lorna's behind a little bit, possibly. Um, Celine's caught up. That's the only reason we're so high in France. Apple Podcasts in New Zealand, science fiction number fifty four in Autier. That ain't bad. Yeah, what is Autier? How do they call it? What? There's like a, a, a I don't know. Zetju Castle will let us know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's in Australia. It's basically the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I think they hate each other. It's like cool. It's like us in Wisconsin. Well, Zet, you got competition over in New Zealand. Yeah. If yeah. Flight of the Concords has taught me anything, it's New Zealanders do not like Australians. If Flight of the Concords has taught me anything, though, they're funny sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. uh, also, the worst idea of all time, one of my favorite, the first podcast I ever listened to, both those comedians from New Zealand. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I still listen to them like once a year. They do a uh, 
every Thanksgiving they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop Two with uh, my brother, my brother and me boys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and they do a review on it. So that's uh, every every American Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, well, oh yeah. So I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to the ilk. The ilk. See, we get off track. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I can't believe it. number 57. Oh, Celine is just spreading the good word. Yes, she is. Um, you know, I want to hit this button. Just I don't even think we need to go with it, but I'm just like, well, oh, before what we do segment that, haven't we done before in a while? We, before we do that, are you going, are you committed to buying the Lego Eiffel Tower? I don't know. While we're on the France talk, maybe. I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to get it at some point. I just don't know if it's the next set. It's fucking huge. It is very large. But it's literally going to, if I buy that thing, it's such a game changer that I have to rethink how my entire house, I'm going to have to bring in an interior designer. <laughs> to, it would be great because the entire thing is like Star Wars, a couple of Marvel sets, and then the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I moved the Enterprise D over next to the Razor Crest. Oh, oh, it's a looker. They're flying together. Oh, what do you think? I about started watch Picard. What, oh, okay. Reviews. Season two. Um, really cool start. Um, I mean, I it's all out right season, now. So season one, I heard, was not that great. People were disappointed with season one. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't groundbreaking or anything. And I don't really expect this season to be groundbreaking or anything. It's just nice to see some familiar faces. And, sure. You know, eat up the nostalgia. And I love Patrick Stewart. So, yeah. Speaking of Star Trek alums, are you in mourning today? Oh, Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Um, we're not going to do Tweet of the Week this week. As if anybody's just like, am I going to win this week? We're, we're gathering some more. Um, but I'll, uh, this one's timely, so I'll just put it out there now. It was going to win anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and it, it, you can guess where it came from. Um, so it says, one of my rich mutuals, upset by the passing of Kirstie Alley, can find comfort by purchasing me an Xbox Series S. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's Garrick. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got. What was her Star Star Trek character's name? She was Savik. Savik. She played a lieutenant. Uh, no, an ensign uh, Vulcan, a Vulcan ensign. But she, by number three, they had replaced her. They could. Yeah. She was becoming bigger at the, like really big at that point, and her like contract demands were like we're not going to pay her that much. We'll just yeah, recast. Yeah. So, um, she filled the what was the like. The Kobayashi Maru. That's the one. Yeah. And they actually mentioned the Kobayashi Maru in the uh, first episode of Picard season two. Okay. Um, there's also the new Stargazer one, uh, which is a Picard maneuver. You know, well, they have, like, little did we know in real life, she's actually having a one-on-one -on -one with Xenu as we speak. Yeah. Um, but I do think they do seek actual medical treatment. I know like mental illnesses and stuff. They don't believe in... Uh, you know, psychiatry like, and yeah anything like that to yeah. know but i mean if you have cancer they will treat that so i was like yes. holy shit because at first i was like did she get cancer and just not do anything well, about that is, it like that, did they just give her thetans or whatever that's literally how like jim henson died is he's a he was I, a christian I scientist think he was a christian scientist yeah. and they were like nope and they were like well we, we can easily treat this and he yeah. was like no nah, no thank you he so, had like he had like Seriously, he probably had like a I don't know, like a mole yeah. or something, and it just went. It's well, like I can't it, have it removed. It was like Jim Henson and Bob Marley too, because in like the Rastafari Rasta yeah. religion, like you have to keep your body whole. They don't believe in amputation. Mm -hmm. And he had like cancer of the toe, and they were like, "We'll just lop this thing off. You got yeah. nothing to worry about." And he was like, "Nah, no, no, thank you." <laughs> and he fucking like, died. A couple from years it. later, he's yeah. gone. Wow. 
I, I don't know. I saw I a tweet think, the I other do day. I think she was a big uh, anti-vaxxer, though. I do think I saw that. Yeah, she endorsed Trump, and then she pulled back the endorsement. I think she was like closet Judd. She's been nutty for a while. Yeah, she has. She Ever was, since uh, Veronica's Closet got canceled. Oh, a great show. <laughs> was she like a former model that was like a magazine publisher something or something like that? Like that? Yeah. Why is every fucking... Every, like, 90% of sitcoms in the 90s, there's some, like, magazine or, like, radio station. It was, yeah. It was, like, Just Shoot Me and Veronica's Closet were very similar. Yeah. And then... News New- Radio news had radio. a news station. Frazier, he he was the psychiatrist yep. that had his own news program. I think he would make more in private practice. I just... Yeah. I don't know how he affords that apartment. <laughs> it's a hell of an apartment. Um, did, you, did you ever get into news radio? Because we've had this conversation before. Like that's one of. Nah, my, I mean, it's one that I know a lot. That's of one of my top by. tier shows. Yeah, and you're you and then I think even Peel. The old oh yeah, Peel, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was way into it. I just never hit for me. It is, it is perfection. I think it's. I just don't like Dave Foley. I've modeled half of my personality off of Dave Foley and news ra- radio. That like well, he I had like a very it. influential like. Uh, uh, he he was a very influential force in my life by the time I watched news radio. Well, I like you. Yeah. yeah. So you'll like Dave Foley and news radio. Possibly. Maybe I'll give it a watch. Maybe I'll appreciate it more as I'm now that I'm older. Well, and you are now rewatching the OC. You sent me a couple of texts about I that. I watched the first episode and I was like, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't re- uh, like just the start like. When he steals the car with his brother or whatever, and then his mom, like... The acting is fucking horrendous. Yeah. But I'm gonna... No, I'm gonna get into it. I bet by episode five, I'm be like, this is great. It takes longer than I previously thought. Because, like, I had been trying to get Brie to watch... My girlfriend, Brie. I've been trying to get Brie to watch the OC for, like, years. And I think she previously had gotten through, like, two or three episodes that she was like, I can't do it. Like, this is not good. And I didn't push any further because it was like, no, you're you are correct in this. But like, for whatever reason, now she was like, no, I'll power through. Like, I want to see yeah. what you're talking about. Um, and like, we're watching it together and rewatching it. It takes a while before it like yeah. finds that that groove. Yeah. I think I was charmed by Sandy Cohen pretty quick. Oh, Peter Gallagher yeah. carries that show for a and, while. Uh, and Seth. Seth, Adam Brody, like they're fun characters right from the start. Yes. So I think that's kind of what carried my initial interest in the yep. show. But then eventually I was just like, this is fucking great. Yeah. This is incredible. Yep. Um, I want to hit this. We haven't hit this in a okay. while. It's Adam's shit and Lego talk. Yes. So this initially the plan was whenever Adam would bring up like, oh, did you know that this oh, ship is this 28 uh, meters in the in the aft section? They got a little bathroom. I don't fucking know. Huh? <laughs> yes. I was just echoing what you were saying. I just wanted to bring up. I just thought we could play it because you had mentioned to me before the show that you can't find a few of your nicer sets. I don't know where the fuck some of my UCS Lego sets are currently in my house. Because, so, I had built them when I was living in Chicago, and then when I moved back, I disassembled them and put them into their own plastic bins. And I've seen them at my new house, I just don't know where they are. Sure. So, I need to, I need to figure it out. Or, I'm hoping they didn't accidentally get 
returned somewhere, sent to Goodwill or yeah, something. Like, yeah. That would suck. They were in like a box labeled Adam's moth ridden clothes. Yeah. Like <laughs> Cause it is it's my it's my UCS slave one, my UCS <clears throat> snow speeder. And I think the uh Yeah, you gotta build that slave one. The Millennium Falcon from uh Force Awakens, I think also is missing. Yeah, you got to build that uh, Slave One UCS. Yeah, but as I was looking, because I, we got to put it next to the couple that I have. As I, if I find it, I'm building it right away. But as I was looking, I did f- stumble across my uh, Yellow Submarine set That's that cool. was disassembled. So I built that guy yesterday. I'll bring wow. it in next next recording session. I'll bring it in so you can. Does see it have it. minifigs? Oh yeah. Oh. oh, it's got all four of them, and it's got a blue meanie. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. That movie's weird. They were a cab before a cab was a thing. Oh yeah. I was just thinking today. Remember when I first started getting into Lego, and that's right around the time when it was the Boba Fett, uh, Slave One, Fire Spray Starch, Boba Fett Starch. That whole oh, controversy yeah, yeah, yeah. about the name. Yep. On like on the merchandise that they were putting out. Um, and I remember I tweeted this thing out and it kind of took off a little bit. Uh, not really, but for the time it did. Um, I put like found Boba's Fett Starship at Target this evening. Boba Fett Starship looks like it will be a really fun to build. I look forward to opening this box and building Boba Fett Starship. Boba Fett Starship will look really great when it's put together. Dot, 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 Boba Fett Starship. Um, somebody responded to me and I remembered this cause I was offended at the time <laughs> and I like, my eyes and i just for some reason i looked at boba fett starship when i was in target the other day i was like i remember when i bought this and somebody had a comment mocking it and they weren't even mocking the fact that i was just like shitting all over slave one they just go 593 lmfao and they didn't get any likes or anything it's like wesley snipe something and i'm just sitting there i'm like i really want to be a petty petty bitch (laughs) And quote tweet him and just like show him the fucking <laughs> like this dude can't fucking hang with me. <laughs> he can't hang with me. He cannot. I built the biggest sets. Of course. I built the big boys. Yeah. 593 laughing. You've come my a long way, baby. Up. You got nothing like this going on. Yeah. I got the Tower of Orthanc. So kiss my fucking ass, Wesley Snipes. The Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Um. We did get some uh, mail from Andy, but I think we're going to save it for next week because there's something that I want to pull when I read it. Yes. Um, and I already had a song pick for the week. I was going to save it for like a song pick of the week. But okay. There it is. So, Andy, we will get to your email next week. Always great to hear from the client. <laughs> the client. <laughs> the client. <laughs> Down Rochester good. way. Down Rochester way. Um, did you have anything specific you wanted to discuss today? Uh, well, you can hit field trip music. Did you visit our friend? So I went to a couple of different places. I did go to Cedar Cliff last Friday, and I got to visit with Steve for a little bit. How's Steve doing? Steve's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I did go to Cedar Cliff, uh, went in there. He got a shipment of a bunch of shit. I sent you a couple of pictures. Um, He had, towards the back of Cedar Cliff... He had a random box of like generic minifigs. Hell yeah! Did you see the ones? Yeah, that he sent some pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're they're not officially Lego, but they're they're pretty close. Yeah, there's like an Obi Wan Kenobi one in there. Um, yeah, how, how could you tell they weren't official Lego? You can just tell by looking at them. Um, 
Because they the ones, don't have the knockoff ones I get. You, you might not be able to tell if somebody just showed it. Well, to if you. you look at the nub on top of their head, ah, it doesn't okay. say Lego. Okay. Um, yeah. But it, the other stuff that they had, uh, I think I sent you, they had the Black Series Obi-Wan lightsaber. Yes, that looks cool. Yeah. But it's like $300. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a hefty price to pay. I did go in there. It was like thirty minutes before close. It was very slow. I was the only one in there for a little while, and Steve was busy. Like, was he sorting cards, sorting cards, and cross <laughs> cross referencing <laughs> the prices online? The cards never end. <laughs> the cards flow like a waterfall. Yeah. So that's half the fun of Cedar Cliff is like listening to him talk to other people. So I didn't get that. But I did use it as an opportunity to talk to him as I was leaving. And I was like, hey, I was like, Steve, I noticed your uh, your neighbors are vacant. You're going to you're going to buy that shop up and knock down this wall. And he was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, yeah, your neighbors, they're they're vacant. The shop's up for sale. You're going to buy that and expand the store a little bit. And he was like, the last thing I fucking need are more expenses. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, nah, I'm happy right where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it is fun to watch how much shit Steve can pile up in oh, yeah. one little, like, fucking thousand square foot store. Yep. It's pretty and, great. And then he echoed what he's said in the past, which is uh, he likes what he has, and he likes the fact that he doesn't have to give a shit, and he can say whatever the fuck he wants to, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. You don't give a fuck. And then today, so today I had a endocrinologist appointment, so that's my diabetes doctor. Ah, okay. So just check up. Everything's coming out fine. Yeah. Um, but as I was, I was in downtown St. Paul, I haven't been to another shop for a very long time. I went to try to get into Maharajas. Oh. No, have you ever yeah, been West to Seventh? Yeah, Maharajas like on West Costumes and all that jazz. And, you know. So Maharajas was a, I think they've changed locations a couple of different times, but I think there used to be multiple ones. In St. Paul, there was a section that was uh, Twin Cities Costume and Magic, then it was Shinders, and then uh, uh, Maharajas. And Maharajas is like a head shop, so that's where you buy like bongs and bowls and shitty weed and then generic weed that you can sell in Minnesota. But then he also had a bunch of like crazy collectibles and posters, and Mm -hmm. like it was one of those like spencer's gifts before spencer's gifts sure um but so i tried walking in today and the actual the store with the collectibles and stuff was closed but there's like a handwritten sign on the door that was like maharaj is closed but walk this way and like an arrow pointing down and i walked past and there's like another store that apparently the owner bought and that's only like tobacco products so like that's where like you buy like bongs and bowls and dugouts and all that shit and now gummies and that type of thing yeah but so i walked in there and i met the owner when i was like 17 because he was always working there Mm -hmm. and so i walked in and the owner i recognized him he was talking to somebody like an older gentleman that was in there and they were just kind of like reminiscing and they were talking about the old days and he was like yeah shinders was right next door to us and yeah shinders and he kept saying shinders oh so so you pulled the steve card so i asked him i was like yeah so uh like he's one of the friendliest people i think i've ever met in my entire life is the owner of maharajas um and (laughs) like right away he was like yeah what can i do for you what could what what could i help you and i was like well i noticed you were talking about shinders i'm just curious i used to come in here when i was younger and i used to go into shinders 
but I've been currently, I've been going to Cedar Cliff every, I don't know, every other week or something like that. I, I'm curious, have you, do you know, and he was like, Steve? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, Steve is my best friend. <laughs> he was like, Steve, Steve, he, he's an asshole, but he won't bullshit you. And I was like, yeah, you got that right. He's my best friend. <laughs> he had nothing but good things to say about Steve. That's awesome. He was like, Steve will never, like, fuck you over. Steve is always on the level, but he is rough around the edges. <laughs> He's very rough. And then he also said something like, he was he was like, uh, he said something like, yeah, you know, Steve had, uh, Steve had, Steve got a little uh, a down or Steve was a little grouchy because he turned 51 the other week, the other, like, year, uh, but he's come, uh, he's, like, come around it, but he, Apparently, Steve had issues when he turned, like, 51 for get, being over the hill. Do we know how old Steve? Didn't we do the math once on Steve's age? I think we tried. I think it was. I think we came up with, like, mid-50s. I think so, yeah. 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 But apparently, like, once he hit 51. He had a midlife yeah. crisis. But then the guy that owns Maharajas was like, fuck you, I'm 70. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Steve is my best friend. <laughs> but that's all, that's, I, that's all I had to say. And, like, the guy would not let me leave. He really? like kept talking to me and um, he he basically so <laughs> he basically he he kept saying like I want to make this store because Maharajas has been there forever. Yeah, as and long as I can remember. It's right next door to the XL Energy Center, which is prime real estate. Yeah. And the guy basically said he was like, they're trying. They they want me out of this place. But he was like, I got enough money. What am I going to do with more money? Fuck it. I like I like this store here. I don't want to move it. Yeah. And it is a weird head shop in the middle of like where they're building up all of this real estate. Yeah. Um, and he was saying he was like, the only problem is uh, he was like, I got no one to hand this down to. So he was like, I need people. He was like, if you know people that like want to manage this place or like help me. <laughs> He was like, I need people and I want to bring more younger people in here. And he was like, all I do is talk to people all day. That's all I want to do. He's a really cool guy. And he was basically saying, like, I want to hand people the keys to this place. Are you going to go volunteer there? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to put you in his will. He was talking about, like, what he wants to do at the place. So Maharaja's the place with all the collectibles and, like... It's right It's right next to, like, Cassettes, dude. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a really good location. You get a lot of traffic there. There's, like, a back room that's, like, just a blacklight room and stuff. <laughs> um, but he was, like, talking about it. He was like, that's all closed up right now since COVID. But he was like, anytime you want to come back, I'll bring you in there. Uh, uh, there's a parking lot out back. You don't have to pay for parking. I'll take care of parking for you. Um, and the guy's really cool. And I like looked up an article about Maharajas and him. He's so his name is Jit. Jit? Jit. J I T. Jit uh, Bahatia. Has he been the owner the whole time then? So he. He immigrated to the U.S. in 1970 at the age of 21. Jit, is he from India? He's from India. Okay. His family had a successful auto parts empire. <laughs> it's an empire. But this this article describes him as being uh, uh, more of like a hippie. 
And so he... That's kind of the vibe I get from that place. Yeah. And so he came here to attend the University of St. Thomas, and he just, like, he decided to open up, like, a a head shop called High Times on West 7th, and he's been there ever since. That's great. It's really cool. Let's hear it for Jit. He's an awesome dude. Jit rocks. And he pulled a Ringo, I think, at least five times. He was like... I just want I just want peace and love. That's all I want. I want peace and love for everybody. He was like, I'm so happy that now because uh, gummies got legalized here. Yeah. And he was like, he pointed out, he was like, once gummies got legalized, he was like, you wouldn't believe the people that came in here. He was like, I got photo ops with the governor, with the attorney general. They all came in here. And they wa- they wanted to be my best friend. He was like, these are people that would have put me in jail 30 years ago. But no, they <laughs> like. So apparently he's become like a big like dem backer in like Oh really? Yeah. Okay, you're going to you're going to have a hell of a time there. Oh, I'm going to become his best friend. <laughs> Watch have, out, Steve. You know what would be a great if he's really as good friends with Steve as he claims, get both of them on at the same time. This is what I want to do. It's I want to jo- I want to join the forces and then we'll take over. <laughs> Adam's building an empire as we speak. <laughs> he's got delusions of grandeur. He came in here hot with delusions of grandeur. How fucking amazing would it be if I just sidled up next to Jit and then he just handed me the keys to the store? Oh, and I show up at the U-Haul <laughs> and we get to work. I think we finally found the role for the authorian historian to make the big move to the city. I think so. I think so. He literally said he was like, I need people to work here. He was like, if you want, like, I need a manager. I need people authorian historian. to be here. You can, um, if you work at Maharaja's and you become Jit's right-hand man, uh, you can go to all the AAA baseball games you want. It's right yeah. across town there. Yeah. Just walk uh, about, I don't know, 10 blocks? Yeah. 10 blocks across the other side of downtown St. Paul. I told him, like, I was like, you know, yeah, we got the baseball team, we got the Twins, but we also got the AAA team. The Saints are the best. Yeah. The Saints are fun. I like That's the Saints better stadium. than the Twins. Yeah, I'd rather go to a Saints game than a also, Twins game. Also, Kitty Corner, too, like, one of the nicest arenas in the state. Oh, yeah. In the state, in the world. Well, yeah. XL's a great great arena. But concert venue, oh. like, it's a great place to see concerts. Yeah. Like, is the Thorian Historian into hockey? I don't know, because it's a good place for that, too. I don't know. I'll have to talk to him. We've been playing a lot of Halo. Any clone Castanova that wants to uh, yeah. manage a head we shop a, in St. Paul, Minnesota, we have a job. <laughs> let us know. We have a job for you. Um, we could probably put you up in like the basement here. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's on. I'm in. I'm on the Minneapolis side of town. Um, that'd be quite a hike daily to go there. Yeah, um, I have an unfinished basement, so it would be very cold. But yeah, some people like the cold. Yeah. You know, yeah, I like laying on like the wooden floor sometimes. Just lay on down there and yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, let's. You know what? Let's 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 debut it. You ready for it? Yep. The Clonecast presents Letters to Santa. So the first of our December series, Letters to Santa. So we did get some letters in, um, and then I wrote some. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save mine for last. Um, So Liv sent an app plethora. Yes. Um, 
Liv had uh, uh, some Rebels characters, High Republic characters. We have enough for uh, multiple segments, so I'm going I'm to read a couple of Livs, um, and then uh, then we'll get to, um, we got three other ones, and then we'll do mine. <laughs> Is this too loud? I should probably pull it down here. There we go. There we but go. But I like the music on in the background. It is a great song. It's fucking goddamn right. The Raycon of singers. Uh-huh. Fucking rippers. Um, okay. Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is my own room back. I am a war hero. I am the oldest member of the ghost crew, and I have to bunk with the new kid. Carabas, I can't believe this. Zeb. We'll see if Santa delivers. That is Zeb. a good point. Yeah, he Why does. Why the hell did he have to give up his room? Yeah, and he's got a boyfriend now, too. You got to get the fucking kid <laughs> out of there. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going on here. <laughs> Uh, Dear Santa, for Christmas this year, I ask, no, demand a new saber. I was playing, I mean practicing with it, when it jammed and broke, and now it won't even spin. How am I supposed to fly now, fix this, or else? It's the fifth brother. He's the fail son. (laughs) He's the fail son. Um, This one made me laugh. You're not going to get it. But uh, yeah, I saw there were a bunch of dear Santa. We would like the Dyson Cyclone vacuum (laughs) signed the Starlight Beacon cleanup crew. That's (laughs) so uh, we got more from Liv, but you know, I don't want to burn through them all at once. Um, Okay, let's see one, two, or three, Adam. Ah, let's go two, two. Okay, so dear Santa, Darth Vader here. I hope this reaches you well. This year, I would like a new lightsaber. Every time I keep trying to kill this lousy inquisitor, she just wouldn't die. I thought I got rid of her when she was a kid, but turns out she survived. So what happened was that little shit grew up to be one of my Inquisitors, and, well, I tried killing her again, and my half-brother said she survived. (laughs) 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 So can you please give me a new lightsaber that actually works because I got my ass beat by my former master and I wanted to be able to stab him and kill him. I missed my old one because I was able to succeed in killing children with it, but I lost it. Oh, no. So please give me a new one, and I hope you follow through for your sakes, because the Emperor wants him dead, too, and he is not as forgiving as I am. Sincerely, Darth Vader. That's also Heath. Yeah. The Russian clone casted over. <laughs> Writing in on behalf of Lord Vader. He um, stabbed her through the stomach twice. Yeah, it doesn't work. Still kicking. I don't know. I, you know, I, Anakin's too confident sometimes. I yeah. Think. It's kind true. of actually one of the crux of everything. Um, so, uh, dear Santa... Uh, Heath here. I have always enjoyed this time of year, and I'm excited to have even more Christmases to come. However, 20 years old, and I'm still waiting for that Lego Star Wars Death Star and Lego Imperial Star Destroyer. Never got them. So, come on, Santa. Yeah. This is an actual letter from Heath. <laughs> go down yeah. go down Heath's chimney and yeah. deliver those Lego yeah. sets. Drop a, drop a big old 6,000-piece Star Destroyer down his chimney. Just <laughs> shove it in there. Fucking thing gets lodged in there. It burns the house down. <laughs> That would be good. <laughs> you know what? He's family dying from carbon yeah. monoxide poisoning. Oh, uh, so he never got the Lego Scars, right? But he got the Lego Star Wars Luke's Landspeeder from you instead, which is fucking, I, that would suck. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if someone gave it to me, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. But I'm still mortified that they made that a UCS set. It's got to be a troll. It has to be them trolling That's an us. expensive fucking troll. I know. Me. That's why I kind of respect it. I don't respect that at all. They could have made a ghost. They could have made literally anything. Well, um, ghost that would have been a thousand dollars. Yeah. So I was told you. So if I was told you're gonna be a cheap steak, cheapskate, I would have asked for something better. This year, I don't want anything for Christmas except more Star Wars Black Series, and I hope the ble- I hope you bless the rest of the clone Castanovas with whatever they want for Christmas. Prove to everybody that you really are actually real and not some fake grocery store man letting kids sit on your lap. What a weirdo! Merry Christmas from Heath. <laughs> 
the Russian clone Casanova, Heath. Thank you, Heath. Thank you, Heath. So Heath with a little Vader love and Heath with just, you know. Heath needs a Star Destroyer. So I'm going to get, get yeah. the Star Destroyer. Um, okay, so now that was that was nice and it was heartfelt, you know, and, you know. Um, but here, this one's from Devin. <laughs> <laughs> now he does, he does preface it by apologizing in advance, but he needed to vent something out of his system. And this is what we got. So we're following up that lovely just... I just like a Star Destroyer, man, with this. Dearest Santa, I realize this is a lot to ask for, but I would like nothing more than a man who's comfortable with his sexuality. One who will gargle ejaculate, stand up and say confidently, I am gay. <laughs> I'm real tired of these Indiana fuckboys who claim to be straight but slide in my DMs with that you up text. I would also like some fuzzy nice socks if the elves can handle it. Yours truly, Devin the Gonk, uh, translated from binary with Bing. <laughs> yes. So... Uh, you know, there's varying levels of escalation here on these emails. <laughs> All right. Um, doo -doo -doo. I'm going to get I got to get this music going. Come on now. There we go. I forgot about it. Um, OK. Did you want to read any of this year or is it just Tom all the way? Well, you can do this round. I'll do this round. OK, yeah. we'll, we'll integrate Adam and slowly. You know, one or two. Uh, one. OK, one. Good choice, because I want to finish with okay. two. All right. Dear Santa, I have been really good this year, and I'm hoping you'll come through on this big ask. Last week, I went on a date with a woman who is 6'1", but she was barely able to carry me through the Taco Bell drive-thru. Look, I appreciate the effort, but Taco Bell drive-thrus are single lane, and the ultimate goal is a two-lane McDonald's with a playland. So, Santa, please cause a gamma radiation accident where some hot scientist or lab tech lady is working right now and give me a true she-hole. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. So... I wrote that to Santa. Hey, there we go. All right. <clears throat> it's a great song. <laughs> Dear Santa, I guess I will start with where I am, curled in my bed, lying in the fetal position. The screams, the pain, the noise, the loud screeching of metal tearing. It still haunts me. Why was I chosen to lead? Why was I chosen? I never asked for this. I never imagined things could go so awry. 5,000 souls scattered throughout the vacuum of space while I fly away to safety from an escape pod. But I will never truly be safe until these demons rest. <laughs> Why couldn't it be me? Dear Santa, please shuffle me from this mortal coil. Let the ghosts have their peace. Let the tragedy of Del Zenith's system made far from my memory burn it from the stars. And damn that cursed astromech to hell. Damn him. Dear Santa. Thanks, big guy. Admiral Brom Titus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that survived that massive. Yeah, yeah. He was flying away. <laughs> and that was uh, over 4,000 kills, I believe, we yep. counted up for Trapper. So 4,300, we estimated, because he was only up to eight. Yeah, so, yeah. it's been a slow counter. <laughs> but, it, I mean, when it goes, it goes. <laughs> yes, it does. It's like when you're downloading a file and you're like, oh, fuck, it's stuck on 20%. <laughs> and then, and then like, three minutes, it's stuck there, then all of a sudden, 65. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, here we go. Um, okay, so that was our uh, first edition of Letters to Santa. So write it to us, clonecastpod at gmail.com, if you have any letters to Santa. Um, or if you have any, uh, know of any other characters Star Wars that have characters. letters to Santa. Maybe Kanye West wants to write one in. Who knows? Yeah. I thought about that. I do not want to, <laughs> yeah. I do not want to read that letter. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Letters to Santa. Adam, we need to pick the Sega Bass Fishing. 
uh, before I forget, now I got it in my head. We got to pick that Sega Bass Fishing sound effect. Uh, um, so we got one through 176. I've got them all listed here, the ones you've already picked. Give me a number. Uh, 147. Is that what I guessed for our ranking? I'll just um, use the same number. Okay, 147. Okay, this one looks very exciting. Lots of waves. <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> i don't know i played the shit out of that game and i have never heard that no. sound what is that that must be an extra level <laughs> oh my <laughs> is he saying help is he asking for our help oh my god i don't know what the fuck's going on here um also i forgot last week um i was messaging with garrick and Garrick had a good idea that we become the first anti-Hive podcast. <laughs> it's still down. It's been like a week. Hive's still down. Yep. So we are the first official Star Wars anti-Hive podcast. <laughs> we are trying. We are We're trying a line in the sand. Staking a claim yeah. right now. The line must be drawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my John Luke yeah. card. You remember that scene? You ever seen that scene? I think you showed it to me at one Ooh. point. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Ahab's got to go hunt his whale. Oh, it's got chills. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, um, not that I'll, I'll keep our hive up, but I like this is the problem. Like hive is basically like a Twitter copy. And it's like, I think it's just going to be like people want are either going to stick with Twitter or they're just going to get off that type of medium altogether. It's weird. It is. I don't weird. know what's going on. What about Mastodon? Have you done that yet? What I downloaded that? that thing, I pulled it up, and I had a stroke. <laughs> it is the worst. It's just like, I don't know what to do. It's like, okay, uh, how do I follow these topics? I was didn't, didn't even get past the sign-up screen. Uh, Hive is good um, when it's functioning, but it's not currently functioning. There's some security issues and stuff. So it's just, <laughs> I'm just going to – I'll leave it up. If anybody just completely, like, is just done with Twitter, I get it. Um, and you know, if you're over on Hive, I'm going to leave it up for that so we can interact with you there occasionally. I'll check it if you want to reach out to me there. I think you can. Um, but generally, I'll be sticking with Twitter mostly. <laughs> yes. Like, for the I was initially just going to be like taking all my tweets and just putting them on Hive too, but that like it just got annoying yeah. doing that. It's just, you know, yeah. And so. it turns it like because you mentioned it, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to talk about like Kanye at length. The Alex Jones thing with Kanye, how much of that did you watch? Enough. Enough. It was the one thing that I just want to say. I have never been more like taken aback by the fact that Alex Jones, you could tell, was like, this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. And Al this is coming from Alex yes. Jones. And Alex Jones, you could tell he almost like. There were multiple times Alex Jones was giving him an off-ramp to yes. like, cover for him where he was like, well, you're a designer. You like Hugo Boss, so uh, you like the Hugo Boss uniforms that the Nazis wore. And Kanye was like, no, I love Nazis. <laughs> and, like, nuts, dude. <laughs> Did you and see that happened multiple times where yeah. Alex Jones was like, well, I'm sure you mean this and this and this. Well, he, he, he's, he's still on his, like, uh, fucking... Uh, white nationalist tour with yeah. fucking uh, Fuentes. Yes. And he went on uh, yeah, fucking Gavin McGinnis yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and I, I saw a clip from that this morning that was just every bit as bonkers as what he was saying. Like, he's just he's all in on this shit. Oh, it's, yeah. It's fucking nuts. You know what he's going to do? He's going to come out in like six months when nobody will fucking give him in. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
He's not going to have any fucking endorsements, nothing. <laughs> it's like record labels going to drop him and shit. Like, it's going to be bad. Yep. Um, but he's going to come out in six months, and I can just see. He's like, well, it was an art piece. You know, I was just, I was, I was, I was using it as an amplifier for something. He'll say some absolute bullshit. It's insane. Well, it's crazy yeah. the fact that, like, he's, like, I feel bad. He's, like, he's not mentally well. And they keep putting him on the internet and, like, interviewing him and stuff. And it's, like, that's. He should not be doing this yes. right now. No, he's not mentally well, but at the same time, there does come a point where it's like, okay, you know, there may be a reason for this, but what he's saying is so abhorrent that it's just like, I, you can't even use it as like an excuse for him or anything. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like someone needs to, you know. He, and the other, the other. Is he that, only like the, with the people he surrounds himself, does he only have sycophants left? I think so. The other thing that's, that has come to light that I, that I also is like, oh, well, that makes sense. Um, since he's gone on these rants, there have been people that have, like, worked with him in the past that were like, oh, yeah, he's always been into Nazis. Like, he's always, like, talked about Hitler and stuff. And only now that it's, like, mask off, like, now people are, like, starting to notice. But they were like, oh, no, he's always brought up There's, the fact that he's fascinated with, like, yeah. Hitler and I'm he sure likes he, what I, he did. I think he gets, like, it just appears that he he's always held like certain individuals as like higher like he was obsessed with Jay-Z for a long time. Like he called him his big brother and Jay-Z was the greatest of all time and just Jay-Z could do no wrong, this and that. And I think he still looks up to him. But um yeah, Kanye I think is attracted to singular power. Like yeah. people who are like a singular individual that commands like so like an Elon Musk yeah. or like a Trump. Steve you know? Jobs. Yeah. He's like he is um he, he gets hyper-focused on that. So, like, I can see him being like, this guy turned a whole country nuts. <laughs> this and guy like, invented the microphone. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I looked up the who invented the microphone. It was like Louis or something. Or yeah. I, I was like, oh, poor son of a bitch. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's multiple people that I, I don't even know what that was. Yeah. And what is he talking about? Freeways? Highways? Well, he's just talking about the Autobahn. The Autobahn. Yeah. Like, Okay, cool. Uh, but highways have been a thing for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. He's crazy. He's also an idiot. It doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what else do we got here? So we got the thing. We got to talk about Sunday. What? Do you got the sound for Sunday? I retired it. Oh, I retired the Vikings. The Vikings keep rolling, baby. I know. And the U.S. is out of the World Cup, so there I goes our we, World Cup. I thought in. we were going to be talking about the Vikings, though. Nah. Oh, well, it looks like that Queen Elizabeth. She was holding us back. She was holding us back. Um, yeah. So how did you do on Sunday? Not well. <laughs> I didn't I didn't take it well. <laughs> we did win. I know. But I, you know, I was just like we were up 20 to six at halftime. And I was just like, all right, just let me relax for one Sunday. <laughs> and they just predictable as fuck. Like they just lay an egg and it comes <laughs> literally comes down to like inches it's the past how many weeks like you are not able to relax watch watching those there's been one game this year where i was able to relax week one against the packers yeah i mean if you're gonna i mean i guess if you're gonna destroy somebody it's fun to destroy them it is um and then the two games we lost we got handled in yep so i at least entered a you know by the by halftime i was resigned to despair and i could start processing it yeah but this is just like I'm just on edge <laughs> constantly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, we don't. We don't have to do that. And also, the World Cup segment is retired yep. because the U.S. is out. Um, so uh, the Dutch. 
<laughs> fucking Dutch. What is that Michael King clip where he's like... It's from Austin Powers. Okay. <laughs> There's only two things in this world I hate. People who are intolerant of other nations and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> the Dutch are kind of insufferable. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if we have anybody in the in, you know in the Dutch way, thanks for uh, listening. But like, why do you got so many like bicycles? <laughs> <laughs> they all got them bicycles over there. Uh, I'm sure it's a lovely land. Um, well, we heard that old Tagruda that was just like listening to a yeah. Dutch person. <laughs> I love gold. Oh, Stolka. Yeah. Tagrutans are Dutch. <laughs> yes, they. Are. I love how we're just randomly assigning. Yeah. You know, it's just oh. Oh, Ryloth, uh, Twilux? Yeah, they're uh, French. Yeah, they're French. Um, should we get into Time Warp? Yeah. All right, let's do it. She bought a bread. Okay, Time Warp time. So, The Honorable One, Season 2, Episode 17. It aired on February 24th, 2016. We're back to the Beaver song that Love Yourself and Deadpool is still number one. So we're going to do Clone Cast Recommends. Adam, uh, did you pick a song for us? I did pick a song for us. Okay. Anything you want to say about it? Yeah. So um, I think when we were doing our Spotify wrap up where we were talk- chatting about that, I had mentioned just very quickly, like the, oh. only, <clears throat> the only reason Taylor Swift was in my top artists is I was obsessed with one song and I listened to it like, I don't know. 50 times over the course of a week. (laughs) And it was because I went out with some friends and I heard someone do it at karaoke. And I'd never heard the song before. And I was like, this song's fucking amazing. All right. And I listened to it like 50 times that week. Is this one you sent me a few weeks ago? Yeah. And I was like, this song's amazing. And you're like, it's all right. And I I was like, no, seriously. And you were like, maybe it'll grow on me. Yeah. (laughs) In Tom terms, I was like, nah, it's not any mine. This ain't for me. Yep. Um, Okay. So uh, here we go. Words like knives. Oh! So, 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 like a late entrance into your top 100, then? Yeah, it was. Okay. She wrote this about Kanye. Oh, really? Yeah. After he, like, upset like or took the Well, she sure came out on top of that hole. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. Picking on the weaker man. It's an older Taylor Swift song, too. You can take me a little country down. again. Yeah. It's before Just she went full pop star. You don't know what you don't know. Someday, oh! living in a big old city. Listen to that mandolin. Ever gonna be is mean. Someday, Dude, this is actually about Kanye. Yes! You can't hit me. Wow. Yeah! All he is is mean. Yes! Yes! Oh, weird, wild, wacky stuff. At least that's what someone told me. She can read it. Yeah, she can. I thought it was about, like, a boy. Oh, Kanye. That's great. It's a banger. I like it better now. (laughs) This is Antifa 2022 anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. She's fucking awesome. She is great. Did you see those creepy whack, Madame Tussauds whack pictures they had up today? Oh, I saw you post that, yeah. Night. Oh, here it comes, here it comes. Oh! 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 Oh!
I think I'd like it better now. Yeah. It is fun sometimes how some context can enhance a Yeah. She seems to beat off that, that phenomenon, too. Yep. A lot of her songs have, like, con- like a, have context that, like, her big fans are like, oh, this song's about this. Yeah. And I'm like, it's great. Once someone points it out yeah. to you, you listen to it, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I wonder if she has anywhere she takes down, like, Apple. <laughs> you know? Sure there is. Oh, like a song I'm about sure the Devin National can point it out to yeah, us. Yeah, Devin, let us know if there's a song about like People Magazine or better yet, the National Enquirer. Would you go see her live if we could easily get tickets? Yeah, I'd go. Okay. There's been a lot of concerts announced lately. I know. Things are popping. Tomorrow, I'm going to... Oh, what? It's a busy week. I got stuff going on every night. It's exhausting. What concert are you going to tomorrow? Les Mis, baby. Oh. I'm going to Les Mis. All right. I'm going with some friends from work, but I still want to go again with you. How long is it here? And I want to get fucking obliterated beforehand. High or drunk? High. Okay, thank yeah. God. I don't want to get No, drunk. I don't want to get drunk and go see it. <laughs> okay. No, I want to get blitzed and then go see Les Mis. Okay. With you. I, I'll go see Les Mis. Yeah. It's through, I think, the last week in December. Oh, um, we got time. So there's that. Then the John Lennon tribute show on Thursday because it's the anniversary you go to that every year, don't you? I haven't gone the last, like, three years. Who and, puts it on? Uh, it's at First Ave, yeah. but it's Curtis A. is the guy. And legend has it that the night that John Lennon got shot, Curtis A. stormed into... Curtis A. is a local musician. Um, stormed into the 7th Street entry, kicked the person off the stage who was playing, and just played John Lennon songs for the entire night. And so... Every single anniversary after that, they've had Curtis A come back and do a tribute show. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I like John. Yeah. I'm a big John Lennon guy. We like the Beatles here at the Clonecast. Yeah. Uh, they're we our are, band. We are pro Beatle. We are pro Beatle, pro Seinfeld, um, and pro choice. Yeah. So, the big three Ps. <laughs> um, okay. My song. Um, I don't know. I was high and I was playing Halo with the Athorian Historian on Xbox. And I started singing this song for some reason, and I sang it probably for about two hours, and I've been listening to it ever since. Um, it's Iggy Pop. Oh, you wild one, wild one, wild one, wild one. Pretty Woman soundtrack. Seventy-five and sunny. It's a beautiful morning here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Looks like we got a bit of a traffic jam at the Crosstown on ninety-four. Nothing new, you know the deal. Anyways, I know it's Monday, but keep a smile on your face and be a real wild one. 92 KQ. That's that brown education. Yeah. Oh, I hit those ramps. This sucks so fucking catchy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I got it stuck in my head, yeah. and I have not been able to get it out. It's one of those songs. I sleep on Eddie Pop. The guy's like 75, and he's like 2% body fat. He's all sinew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he seriously is. Yeah. He takes his shirt off, and you just see, like, tendons. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's been living off, like, a 900-calorie diet a day, and he still takes... He still gets his hands on, like, quaaludes, even though they're apparently, like... 
They claim there's no Quaaludes left on Earth. I think Iggy Pop's got it. He's got some barbiturates. He's got it all going on. But anyways, this song fucking rips. Yeah. It's a catchy number. So yeah, this is Iggy Pop, uh, Real Wild Child, Wild One. Ooh, yeah, I'm a wild one. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a fun one. Um, we have anything I else? Got, I never got into, like, I don't know, late 70s, early 80s, like, like that punk kind yeah. of scene. But, like, I know that there's, like, bands that I dig, like Iggy Pop and, like, X. I got really into uh, The Clash for a little bit. Yeah. They got some great songs. I remember. But I, I just, every Clash song that I really like, I'm like, they, this is punk? So, it I, felt very pop rock. I remember <laughs> I loved Train in Vain, the Clash song. And I went and I was like, and I liked London Calling, the song. Yeah. And they were both off of London Calling, the album. So I was like, I'm going to get this and listen to it. I, was, I bet there's a bunch of songs on here that I'd like. And this was when I was like 19. And I yeah. listened to it all the way through. And I was like, I hate every single one of these songs except for these two. Yeah. I hate them. I can't listen to it. And then only recently, like in the last two or three years, like, songs from that album have popped up on Spotify and I've listened to them and I've thought this is fucking incredible. Yeah. Like what the hell was I thinking? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that, bombs, baby. Yeah. It might be my news radio experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the, uh, aging phenomena. Yeah. You just kind of, never too old to be wrong. Um, I don't got anything else. You got anything else? Nope. All right. Should we get in the episode? Yeah. Let's do it. Jim Carrey version. You ever seen Cable Guy? Yeah. And your friend, baby. This was on my Spotify Top 100, like, as a kid. Like, if you took all the songs of a kid. I got the Cable Guy soundtrack just for this. This is the first time I heard this song. Yeah. In the movie, and I was like, yeah. That's a great song. Yeah. I think I had heard it probably before, but I was like, I really like this Jim Carrey version. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. Yeah. I think I prefer the Jefferson uh, airplane version at this yes. point. But as a kid, I fucking played the shit out of that CD, yep. man. I need Cable to re- Guy was not a funny movie. So I need it to re- very dark. I need to revisit it. I haven't yeah. seen it in a very long time. But, but as remember, a kid, I remember watching it and being like, "It's it's not bad." Like no, I, I don't think I remember a bad thinking, movie. Like, I, I thought his it. character was interesting, but it was just. It was a movie that tried to do a lot more than what we were prepared for as kids. Yeah. Like, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, it's pretty straightforward. (laughs) Yeah. This is a slapstick comedy for 90 minutes. Dumb and Dumber, slapstick comedy for 90 minutes. The Mask, I mean, it was a superhero movie, but it was a lot of slapstick comedy. Cable Guy was something else. It was like a weird art piece or something about some guy who just has no friends. Yep. I mean, he still plays an eccentric character, so there's a. I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it as a kid, but I don't think I. I'd have to rewatch it. There's. A, I don't think I could fully appreciate it when I watched it as a kid. There's a story I heard about because uh, Jud, it's Judd Apatow had. I can't remember if he's a producer or, or he had some kind of role with that movie. Um, he did like creating it, and he. The story is he uh, was casting with Jim Carrey, I think. And Leslie Mann came in, who later married <clears throat> Judd Apatow. Yeah. Leslie Mann came in to audition for the part that she got, and she did the audition, and she walked out. And the way Judd says it is Judd like, leans over to Jim Carrey, and he goes, that's so weird. Why would the future 
Mrs. Apatow come in here in like audition like this. That's crazy. She should have just called me like joking because he had never met her before. Yeah. But oh. things, but then later on okay. they like get married. But he was so like <clears throat> like fell in love with her as she was like auditioning for that movie. So that's why he cast her in the movie. He had the hots for her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean she's had a career. Yeah. That's for sure. But then he married her and they have two yeah. kids. So. so um yeah, it looks like it was produced by Judd Apatow. Um Do you know who directed it? No. Guess. Frank Oz. No. Um another comedic actor of uh, considerable rapport. Uh Gary Shandling. No. Ben Stiller. Yeah, that's who it was. It was Judd with Ben. Yeah. He leaned over to Ben and was like, okay. that's so weird. Yeah. I, this has got a lot. It's got Jack Black in it, Leslie Mann, um, Owen Wilson. Matthew Broderick is the lead? Um, yeah, Matthew Broderick is in it. Um, yeah, it's Matthew Broderick and then Jim Carrey. Um, Bob Odenkirk's in it. Andy Dick is in it. Jeez. News Radio. David Cross is in it. We got to revisit this. David Cross is in it. <laughs> Huzzah! Let the great experiment begin! <laughs> Eric Roberts. The lesser Roberts. Yeah. Speaking of pretty woman, Julia. Yeah. Her brother, Eric, who's in like, he is in like, I think he's kind of entered like the only roles he gets anymore, like conservative movies with Kevin Sorbo yeah. era. Yeah. Um, George Segal <laughs> and where, Diane Baker. Or where kids die for 30 seconds and talk to God. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> it's not very good. Um, okay, uh, we should probably talk about yes. the episode, though. So, um, the honorable ones. So, I'm just going to put it out there. So, they're gay, right? <laughs> Let me just start with that. Things took a, like, things moved <laughs> very quickly. I don't know what I don't know what it was because I saw some interesting fan art that I tripped across on Twitter once, and I think Devin might have tweeted it at me. I got plenty to say about this, but I want to get through the first half of the episode first. Yeah, we got a like this is kind of a clip show. Like I got five clips, but they're kind of long because a lot of the episode is just straight up dialogue. Yeah. Um. So let's get into it. So we're gonna start off with the ghost crew though. Um. And let's just take a listen. We'll get the. We'll get the lowdown on what's going on here. They're approaching a imperial, an abandoned imperial uh, structure. Rebel intelligence was right. The Empire was building something over Geonosis. Yeah, but what? I've never seen an orbital construction field this big. The Genosians made weapons back in the Clone War. Whatever they were up to, I'm betting we're not going to like it. Must oh, have been huge if they had to build it up here instead of down on the surface. Chopper, run a planetary scan. Good idea. I know from experience the bugs down there don't take to unexpected guests. Rex is along for the rifle. No life. You crosswired? There are billions of bugs on Geonosis. Scan again. They're dead. All of them. I don't like any of this. We don't know that for sure. Let's check out that construction module. Okay. A lot to unpack here. First thing I wrote down is rings are cool. Yeah. <laughs> around a planet. Yeah. yeah. Cool rings around Geonosis. Um, yeah. So this is where they are probably like one of the first sites where they started beginning construction on the Death Star. Yep. Um, and there's a lot of... Uh, it looks like a space station. I mean, it kind of is. That's... The, Sabine says uh, the what did you call it the orbital construction field. So like to build something as massive as the Death Star, you have to construct it as it's orbiting a planet. Yeah. So like there's different pieces in like debris. Yeah. That are like 
And a lot of the stuff the that's orbiting it is kind of like sphere-like, and it looks like, I don't know, maybe they're experimenting with certain yeah. things there, like, how is this going to work? So, um, but, uh, okay, so there's that. Um, let's talk about, apparently, all of the Geonosians have been offed. Uh, yeah, it's just sounds like it. They don't really talk about it outside of that much, but that's kind of like, that's a lot of death. Where did we leave them with the whole brain worms thing? Do you remember that? I think they took Poggle, um, the brain worms. They the brain won worms, the battle of Geonosis. They were turning, the brain worms were turning them all into like zombies. Yeah. Do, do you think like that could have like wiped out the entire species? No. Well, they did. Did they kill the queen? I don't remember. And I know Poggle got taken into custody. I mean, I guess if they're like a hive mind and the queen's gone and then Poggle was taken into custody, maybe they managed to die off on their own. Yeah. But they were, I don't know, man. Like, they, they're bugs. They and were there was everywhere. a lot of They're everywhere. But they also, like, they constructed, like, an amphitheater and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't really feel like. I don't think they're fucking, they're not brain guys and have the big old brains walking around, you know, brain guy. But I don't think they're like incompetent and no, unable by, to survive. By no, means. no. So uh, I kind of got the vibe that the Empire just genocide. Interesting. Like they knew too much. And so we're just going to kill the entire fucking planet. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past Palpatine. Like they just, Palpatine just shot some raid down there. Like <laughs> Out of the Death Star. It was one of those bug bombs yeah. that you, like, push the button and you have to leave your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Palpatine's like, hey, I, 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 you brought him all the amphitheater and he hit the button. He's like, now just stay still. What if they enjoy they, the show? They did the thing like they tent houses. Yeah. They put a circus tent over the planet and just bug bomb the thing. <laughs> just drape it over the planet. <laughs> it looks like a cover for a grill. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know though. I got the vibe that it was just a genocide. Yeah. And like the thing is, I was like, right away, I was like, holy shit, this is gonna be a dark fucking episode. We don't really talk about it outside of that. I am convinced. I am convinced the reason why they stopped going to the surface of planets is because it costs too much. That's why we didn't get to see the fancy Lasat planet that they went to the other episode. Yeah. It's because they wiped their budget. I think that's what happened with this one, too. Because I was like, let's go down to Geonosis. I was super excited to go down to Geonosis. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of fun on Geonosis. Yep. It's the greatest. It's the, it's I the love that best. planet. It is great. Yeah. God, that fucking battle and attack of it's the clones. so good. Oh, look at it. I know. It's great. I love those. The gun Republic ships. gunship. That's what we were looking at. Yeah. Um, no, there's but, there's a uh, I'm that whole arena scene like that movie. I've, I've said it before. Not my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. But that but last that fucking, 45 minutes. Yeah. As soon as Padme jumps down and just. Yeah. Right on that. Then <laughs> <laughs> the cringe kiss. Yep. And then from then out, you don't got to cringe anymore. Nope. You're like, it's all fucking fire after that. Yeah. Woo-hoo! You got Kid Fisto in there. Pushing yeah. shit over. And then he smiles. Yeah. It's great. It's fun. There is a comic, I think it's, I don't know if it's canon or not, but one of the Vader comics, I think it was Vader 4 or 3, um, he, like, goes to Geonosis and goes down into the, like, catacombs or whatever, and he, like, finds a queen that's been, like, she's, like, out of her mind, and she's been building, like, droids and stuff instead of, like, creating more Geonosians. I don't know if it has anything to do with this. It was in the, like, extra features of this episode. Okay. That's cool. Did you read that comic book series? 
I've read. I, it depends on which Vader one is. I've, oh, like the latest one, I'm pretty up to date on. Okay, the one that's still ongoing, I believe. Um, I'm a few episodes behind, a few books behind. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe Kiyadi Mundi, like <laughs> before he left that final time, he just remember he torched. I don't know. Like oh, yeah. 50 of them alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had his troopers use flamethrowers. That guy's wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, apparently um, they're going to head to this base, though, this Imperial, the remnants of this, you know, this space station or this construction site that's orbiting. It's Geno's like an system. orbital construction station, I think. Yeah. That's what they called it. Um. So uh, nice to see Rex back, too. Yeah, Rex is along for the ride on this one. So they land, and um, they it's just, you know, it's like a, a docking. You know, you land in the spaceport. Um, and they land, and uh, looks like Hera's staying back, Chopper's staying back, and Rex is staying back. Um, everybody else um, is going to be heading out, and they're going to go try to search for those databanks to get some information here. Um, so you see them kind of just walking through. They're just chatting it up. It looks like your standard Imperial. looks like a ship, really. I mean, it's it's standard Imperial it's hallways. It's got the look. And... It's very Imperial. Yes. Um, and we see this, like, little astromech that spots them. And they don't see this astromech, but it's a it's an Imperial astromech. It's black R2 unit. Um, Imperial. And Zeb's just like, they're walking forward in this hallway, and Zeb's like, I think this is a trap. And I'm just, I'm, I'm immediately like, yeah, no shit. Like, you really think they're just going to leave all this? Yeah. Like, I, you know, it felt like it was bait. Um, But sure enough, as soon as Zeb says that, a bunch of doors open in these hallways, and it's just callous with a full crew of stormtroopers just circling them. Uh, Zeb charges in and starts fighting callous with their bow rifles. It's not the first time they've battled with the bow rifles. Um. The stormtroopers shoot at, like, Kanan and uh, Ezra, and they're just deflecting a bunch of shit. Um, they're trying to escape back out into the space, the port where they're parked, um, but that fucking astromech is turning his little knees, like, closing. Yeah, I'm going to lock in here. Yeah. I wish those the Imperial astromechs didn't look so cool because they're such yeah. dicks. They do look cool. But they and, got a cool, yeah. like... Shout out to my Imperial astromech minifig from the Gazanti class yeah. Lego set that I got that we haven't announced fully yet. I dig their livery. Yeah. The color scheme and shit. Very cool. Yeah. If I was going to spend, like, $20,000 on a droid, you know, they have those ones at, like, yep. Galaxy's Edge, I... I don't know. I would probably go for like a cool looking imperial one. I know, like a goldie maybe. Yeah, oh, I love that goldie. That goldie's cool, man. That poor—he was just a victim of poor programming. <laughs> I stand by Goldie. I yeah, I think Goldie was a misunderstood little fellow. Poor guy being used by Grievous. Well, technically, he would be <clears throat> what a separatist. Yeah, he was a separatist. In in the grand scheme of things, the separatist may have had some strong points. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go separatist. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> But yeah, so uh, Chopper, uh, Rex is like, Chopper, go take care of that droid. So Chopper charges out of the ghost. and He does my favorite move. He does the... He does his yeah. power wheel. Yeah, he does the power <laughs> wheel. Where he's just, on, he's just on his unicycle and he's just And his flying. legs are flapping yeah. in the wind. And he runs up and he's going to fight the Imperial Astromech. And... It's actually a good fight. It is. Like, this Imperial Astromech, like, this is like Tyson versus Holyfield here. Like... He he ends up losing, but he puts up a fight. It's like the, the Imperial Astromech pulls out its, like, taser, and it starts, like, trying to shock, but then Chopper pulls down his, like, arms and is, like, actually trying yeah. to, like, box the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Ezra cheers on Chopper as he's deflecting. He goes, come on, Chop, take him <laughs> out. And Sir Chop just ends up electrocuting him and knocking him out. Uh, so Chopper opens the door, and they're able to uh, escape. Now, Zeb and Callus are still in the midst of this heated battle. Um, it's called roughhousing. Um, I think they're. I think this is like a, this is a foreplay for them. Yeah, you know, like ah, we're in a roughhouse with each other. They can get horny for get each the other. Blood flowing. Yeah, get that blood flowing. Yeah, get that heart pumping. Um, so Zeb's like, get the hell out of here. I am going to um, get in this escape pod. He's like, don't worry about me. I'll catch up to you. I'm going to get an escape pod. Um, we see some Tie Fighters rolling in at this point. Um, and also there's some ATDPs that yeah. are stationed. Like this place is like locked and loaded all of a sudden. Yeah. Like they're just bringing out TIE fighters and ATDPs into this bay. Um, everybody boards the ghost. Um, it was at this moment. I was like, we are three minutes into this episode. There's a lot going on here. There's a shitload of stuff that's going yeah. on for so much action at the start. And then that's it. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's an insane change of pace. And then it hits a brick wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they all get on the ghost except for Zeb, um, and we're, they're going to fly around, uh, taking out some TIE fighters. Um, we see Zeb getting into the escape pod and he's about to hit the eject and right then Callus jumps in and they fucking get ejected together. They're still meleeing. They're meleeing roughhousing here in the escape pod. Um, and so Callus gets chucked and like smokes his head and like Callus gets fucked up in this fight. But... He damages, a, like, a thruster on the escape pod as they're going towards Geonosis. He damages this thruster with all the roughhousing, and they get off track, and they head towards this moon. Um, so a moon of Geonosis. Uh, we see the ghost. They're taking out the last TIE fighters, and just uh, what the last TIE fighter flies into the last ATDP as it's exploding. Yeah. It's kind of good. It kill. is cool. The ATDPs are, like, walking around the ring that yeah. is, like, outside of yeah. the, like, so space got the station. exit of this spaceport. It's really cool. It is cool. i just kind of curious, like, how did you not see all this? Because there's no way they hid this much shit. I love walkers. There's, like, an entire legion of stormtroopers. I love walkers in space. Yeah. There's something about it that's just oh. cool. It'd be fun if he knocked one of those out and they just floated endlessly till the end of time. Yeah, remember Clone Wars where yeah. they were, like, walking on the thing and they jump awesome. to the next? Yeah. Oh. Oh. That was uh, Plo Koon. Remember, he was like, yeah. oh, I could stay out here all for two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> He's just jumping around in space with nothing on. Man, that Plo Koon. <laughs> it took me until now to realize pl- there's a very fine line between Plo Koon and Bane from Batman. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Plo Koon is Bane. <laughs> yeah. Was Plo Koon voiced by Tom Hardy? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or Plo Koon. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they're fighting the pod. They damage us thruster. Ghost takes out the last Imperial stuff and is going to uh, then uh, send out a search crew. So... Um, we see Chopper, and he's searching for Zeb's location. Um, now, I, it should say, when they land on this moon, they come in pretty hot. They do. Um, there's a really, yeah. really cool shot, too, of them crashing to the surface, and you see Geonosis, like, in the sky yeah. of the moon. It's a really cool shot. Yeah, and I don't know. They go into, like, the, they land into this cave, and I don't know. There's, like, ice, so it kind of broke their fall a bit, I guess, yeah. but... They come in pretty fucking hard and land in this cave. Um, Chopper's going to be searching for Zeb's location. Um, Chopper does crack a joke like, do we have to look for Zeb? Can we just like leave him there? Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's just having fun. Um, so our next clip is going to be Zeb and Callus have crash land on the surface. We get Callus's funny scream that I got obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> so Callus has suffered like a broken leg, but let's take a listen to this uh, next clip. 
Your friends fled. If anyone finds us, it'll be the end. Wait a second. I want to. I do want to say something here. So, Callus has got a fucked up leg. They crawl out of there. They're in this. It's a freezing planet. Um, it reminds me a lot of the planet Pantora's moon. No, the well, yes, but it also reminds me of the the Mandalorian, the ice spider planet. That's the kind of cave they're in. Yes, yeah, it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, so they begin talking, and um, you know, like uh, he's injured and stuff. So Zeb's like, I don't want to finish you off when you know. But I think they right away know. All right, we're kind of stuck, stuck this here, together yeah. here. Um, so yeah, um, they're kind of debating, and Zeb's like, my friends are going to come, and that's where we're going to pick up. Your friends fled. If anyone finds us, it'll be the Empire, and you will be captured. Well, that's not gonna happen. That's not happening either. Goes for the gun. It'll be night soon. Don't tell me you're afraid of the dark. Flirting. It's not just going to get dark. It's going to get colder. Too cold for this to keep us warm. It's like here a I thought Geonosis was, was a the... desert planet. <laughs> that is Geonosis. We are on one of its moons. Ah, how is it that you have bested me even once? Now get a sense of humor, Agent. <laughs> He's crawling into the uh, skate pod to grab something, and Callus stares at his ass. Yeah, very provocative. Yeah, uh, really. The transponder probably damaged in the crash. If you can repair it, reactivate its signal, maybe the Empire will find us before we freeze. Or worse, I'll take my chances with the cold and whatever we're sharing this hole with. I know what happens to Lasat in an Imperial prison. You don't know much. Cooperate, and you'll get a trial. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very ominous noise. decide. The, the dark of Soon. The Okay. Callus is still being a dick, though, even, the, even though he has, like, a broken femur. Yeah. He's, like, completely helpless, and he's still, like, being a complete dick. He could use some, like, stem cells from Rex. <laughs> yeah. Rex would be up and running around right now. <laughs> <laughs> he would. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so Callus is, is being a dick. He's, uh... I mean, Zeb could have killed him like four times oh, yeah. already. Like he's he could have crushed his skull like a grape. Yeah, but he probably thinks he's kind of cute. Um, is it just me or is this kind of this episode? It it felt well, I didn't get the I so I did not get the gay vibe as much as you did. But I thought it was very odd throughout this entire episode. Just how quickly the turn is. Yes. Where suddenly Callus is sensitive. Yeah. Because there's been no lead up whatsoever. Yeah. He's been a complete. And like, really, the thing with Callus, we don't know much about him outside of he's just like the dick main agent. Yes. He's just kind he's of an asshole. He's been the main an antagonist aside from like inquisitors and shit. Yeah. So like, like, but there was no buffer between like that and this. Yeah. It just seems weird that both of them are like soft on each other so quickly with no middle ground. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think I, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like with the vibe I got from it, is it because like I had tripped across all this stuff of people like convinced? That's probably it. Yeah, I don't know though, man. He does stare at his ass. I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying I didn't trip across any of that. So yeah, I I, I don't know, but that's the vibe I got. From yeah, it. like it felt uh, very uh, home romantic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, this is beauty caring for each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had Devin be like, "Well, actually, uh, the the bottom would be callous," and I'm just like, "I, I don't think we're gonna cover all that. I don't think I'm gonna make predictions on who does what in the bedroom." <laughs> but sounds like he's got it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, and also Zeb is the occasional power bottom, whatever that means. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which one that is. Um. But anyways, I'll have to look up all these terms at a certain point. Like, I understand the gist. I don't know what a power bottom is, though. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think uh, true love is going to be turning Zeb into Prince Adam anytime soon, though. <laughs> yeah. No. He's um, he's not a looker. No. He's very... <laughs> he, he, I realized this week he looks like Kintaro. Kintaro? Goro's like the, uh, the Goro from Mortal Kombat oh! 2. Oh, yeah. He's like a Goro species because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got the four arms. But he has, like... You know, like uh, stripes. The weird, like tiger gore. Yeah, yeah, he's like tiger girl, and so he's basically like purple two arm Kentaro. Yeah. But he also, and also he's got the you know the the kneecaps backwards. But that's the vibe I got from yeah. Him. Also a bat. He's also a bat. Lasats yep. are many things. They're they're Kentaro bats. They got um, the, he's got the feet like the gargoyles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another one of my hawks, favorite man. shows. He could crush some skulls. Yeah. With <laughs> Um, so we see the Phantom, and it's returning after sweeping Geonosis. It, they will not give us any shots of Geonosis. It also very it, dis, very depressing. It me. looks like it took them five minutes to sweep the entire planet. Yes. Like, nope. We got nothing. Um, and the bio signs are completely negative on the planet. They they don't know where they don't know where he is. There's nothing alive on this planet. <laughs> it's just a dead husk. Very odd. Yeah. Um. And Rex is starting to get concerned. Like, hey, we might have some Imperials incoming here pretty soon. And Hera's like, all right, well, let's widen our scans. And it's like, why did you widen the scans right away? <laughs> Just widen them from the start. Maybe it's taking energy away from the okay, engines or fine. shields. I know. Okay. Um. So yeah. Um. That's our little check in with the Ghost Crew. They are. They're. They're. Uh, they're playing. Uh. You know, hot and cold. Oh, they're cold. Yeah, they're cold. They're not. They're not getting hot. Um. So, um. Our next clip is going to be more uh Zeb and Callus audio back down on the freezing moon. Yeah, fixed it, and I adjusted the frequency. Now anyone can pick up its signal. Yeah. So, maybe you won't die today, but the Empire will win. Every day we recruit more informers. Every day we persuade rebel sympathizers to reconsider their allegiances. And every day, more beings get fed up with the Empire and join us. Its power cell is frozen, and we'll be next. So this is when uh, Zeb goes to Jared. Where, where are you going? And gifts Cal. What are you doing over there? <laughs> You see something glowing in the cave, and it's like this. It's like an, I don't know, like, a, it's like an it's agate warm. or something. What did you find? It's a lovely What rock. is that? I don't know, but it's warm, and it throws light. 
Probably some kind of meteorite. Here, warm yourself up. You really think we'll survive with whatever that is in there? Plus, the temperature's dropping and our only heat source is this thing. And who knows how long it'll last. You're so quick to give up hope. Like I said, the transponder's working. My friends will find us. The transponder's signal will never get through the ice. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. But the Sot never know when to give up, remember? We'll just climb this up to the surface. Simple. Okay. The first thing I wrote down is, <laughs> like, wouldn't it be great if that stone that's emitting heat was actually, like, plutonium? Yeah, that's what I'm saying! <laughs> and they both wind up with, like, lymphoma. No. Let's take a look. <laughs> yes! Let's look. In the next episodes, their yeah. faces are melting off. Now, yeah, like, they grab this rock. Now, this is a moon of a planet that has had million, billions Billions of just wiped. Like, <laughs> so who knows what's going on there? Like, and it's just like this, like, really fucking, it looks like an agate. I yeah. guess a really shiny agate, and it's apparently warm, and it's, like, throwing off a bunch of light. I, You don't know what that thing. Oh, <laughs> I watched Chernobyl on HBO. That's yeah. a fucking nightmare. I'm not touching no glowing rocks. <laughs> this also would, like, make a great, like, origin story for Callus as a crystal girl you know like <laughs> his first crystal Ooh, this one's been charged in the moonlight <laughs> yeah Callus is gonna all of a sudden bust out like the horoscopes he's gonna bust out the co-star app and start asking zeb all these questions just like <laughs> what time of day were you born <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay your mother your mother what year was she born in what was her birth date? Do you know what time of day she was born? Oh, you don't? That's okay. We can we can skip that part. What hemisphere of Lasat? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um Zeb's gonna try to climb up. Um now it's like there's an opening from where they crash through, but it's still like an ice ceiling for the most part. It's like old Texas Stadium if you're a football player. Yeah. Like, it's domed, but then in the middle they have, like, a big opening. I can't remember. Is this the exact same situation that Mando was in in Mandalorian with the ice spiders? I feel like they were in, like, a similar, like, thing. It's with... a very similar-looking thing. His, I think his problem, though, was his ship was, like, fucked. Toast, yeah. Yeah. Um, it. I mean, this, this kind of scenario has been done on a lot of different types of science fiction. I can think of two Star Trek episodes off the bat. Yeah. There's a episode, and I think they might have just... Like, there's definitely Star Trek fans in this writer room. And there's an episode of The Next Generation where Geordi crash lands with a... Uh, uh, and there's a, a Romulan that crash land there as well. So it's, like, two just Federation and Romulan, just mortal enemies that have to survive with each other. And it's very... Similar to this. I don't think it's quite as, uh, you know, they don't, I don't think they get it on in the cave. They don't kiss. They don't kiss. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the other part, too, yeah. is like they're freezing. There's monsters in the cave with them. Why the fuck don't they get back in the pod and like close the hatch? Well, they've got to get the transponder apparently higher so it can be heard. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting to that. Why don't you just throw it out? Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he throws it later. The entire like I that was my first thought. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's too high. And then I don't know. Ten minutes later, he was like, all right, we got to get up there. And he just chucks all his shit up there. Yeah. He also uh, basically like chucks callus like 15 feet, yeah. too. So we'll get to it. But 
Yeah, I mean, you could just turn on the transponder and throw it out. I Yeah. And, like, what's the worst that happens? It drops and you catch it and try again? That was baffling. Bonkers. This guy's bonkers. I was <laughs> telling you. He's bonkers. Um, okay, so, yeah, Zeb climbs, falls, drops. There's banter. Like, Callus is like, ha-ha, you're stupid, you know? And it does seem like Callus is making his way towards, like, the he's bow rifle. He's lightening up. Yeah. He's lightening up. You no, can no, really, no, For yeah. a while, it looks like he's moving towards the bow. Like oh, the, yeah, he stares down... The bow rifle, uh, uh, yeah, the bow rifle's on the ground. Yeah, so it's like even as Zeb is trying to save them, you yeah. think for a second that Callus is going to get this yeah. thing and like so now, kill Zeb. Yeah, so Callus, as we know, has a Lasat bow rifle, and so does Zeb. Um, Callus won it uh, when they, uh, the Lasan massacre, when they took out like a ton of Lasats, the Empire did, and Callus fought hand-to-hand combat with one, and in Lasat tradition, when they are defeated... The bow rifle passes to the victor, so that's how Kalos got his hands on this. And we'll we find that out up. later. But yeah, up until this point, Zeb thinks that he just stole stole it, it off of like a body yeah. laying there or something. But yeah, so Zeb falls, and there's a bunch of banter, and you can tell Kalos is like starting to be friendlier with him. Um, but yeah, but the that at this point though, like after he falls, all of a sudden the noise appears. Uh, out of the cave and it's a giant dodo bird thing <laughs> it's like a dodo bird yeah. right it's like a dodo bird a dinosaur or something yeah um but it's huge it's fucking huge i don't you know it's like i don't know it reminded me of like a level from turok yeah you ever play that on 64 <laughs> that game's wild so i remember i love turok i remember like as a fifth grader being like i need this game like i need yeah. to play turok and then i got it and i think i never made it through the first level yeah. And I just, like, looked up the cheats and, like, went to the Tyrannosaurus level. I mean, it was more of a shooter for, like, teenagers. Yeah. You know, like, um, wasn't there a multiplayer type thing, though? I don't well? remember. Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Yeah. Really cool concept. Like, any time there was a game with dinosaurs as a kid, it was like, I have to have this yeah. game. There was that one that was, like, just a complete ripoff of Resident Evil, but it was, like, Dino Crisis. Okay. Here, yeah. Did you ever play that one? No. No. I remember what you were talking about, yeah. though. It was kind of like Time Crisis. Yeah. Um, did you ever play Primal Rage? Oh yeah, absolutely. That game fucking rocks. With vertigo, yeah. Chaos, the monkey, yeah. yeah. And you pick up fall, like your your people cheering you as a god. You, you can like them eat, eat them in the yeah, middle yeah. of the fight. It's fucking great. Um, yeah. So the massive dodo bird shows up and it is pissed. Um, so Zeb grabs his uh bow rifle and begins firing on it. Um, he's distracting it, but. It's not really doing much damage to him, uh, to this uh, giant dodo no, bird. He keeps hitting his big so, beak. Yeah, he retreats into the pod, and Callus, after he stares at his ass for another second <laughs> or two, uh, Callus notices that that other rifle, his rifle, is on the ground, and he picks it up, and he begins firing. Um, so then he draws the dodo bird's attention, and <laughs> he's, he's, like, limping around. It's very funny. He's firing, and he can only move on one leg. So he he's got like broken this, leg. Yeah, he's got, like, this gimp leg, and he ends up hiding behind some rocks, and right as the fucking dodo bird's about to say goodnight to him, Zeb starts firing from behind, and then they both start firing on it together. Zeb screams like this beast scream. He's like, ah! <laughs> And the dodo bird takes enough damage that it retreats back into the depths of the cave. Um, so, uh, after that, we are going to get our next clip with Zeb and Callus. What was that? Don't know. 
probably going to come back. Yeah. And it's probably going to bring its friends. I love how Zeb already knows that it's like a communal creature. <laughs> He's like, yeah. The strong survive. They're very the social creatures, these perish. lizard di That guy, yeah. that guy looked popular. Yes. The weak needed to perish. The only thing I know about Geonosis is that the population is gone. I never asked questions. Maybe you should start. Uh, or are you famous, afraid of the answers you'll get? Is the famous afraid German you learn just the Geonosians were wiped out just by your precious orders. empire? And why would we do that? What could possibly be the point? Ah, good questions. Chase the answers and maybe you'll learn the truth. You know... You'll never get out of here without my help. <laughs> You're in no shape to help anybody. I can tell you exactly how to climb out of here. Alright. We'll work together. It's a long clip, by the way. About two minutes long. I see you modified it for close quarters fighting. This is what Impressive. I see that canned heat. But you shouldn't oh, have it. Yeah. It's not a trophy. Hold still. He's gonna be making a splint, a brace arm out of his out of his bow rifle. Zeb's very good at tying this on very tight, quickly. I didn't take it. Zeb must have been a boy scout. The Lassat guardsman I faced, he fought well, died with honor. He gave me the rifle before the Busan Kira. The what? The Busan Kira, the Sun Warrior way. They are Klingon. He was defeated by a superior foe. He gifts his weapon. I was... I was only doing my duty. It was nothing personal. Yeah, what the Empire did on the sun. I'll never forget it. We all have things we won't forget. I remember my first unit. The boys and I were deployed to Onderon to bring peace and security hey, to the boys. world. We were on a routine patrol and ran into one of your rebel friends, it a such mercenary a who worked for Saw Guerrera. Oh. I Book was lucky, knocked out by the first blast. Come. I came to, Come. but found I couldn't move. And then I saw him, the Lassat, calmly walk through smoke and fire to finish my unit off one by one. The injured never had a chance. Always wondered why he let me live. Well, you can't judge all the sorts as the same. Does that sentiment apply to Imperials? Well, the Imperials I know. I'll take that for you. For the climb. It's his bow right. <coughs> he starts chucking shit up through the we'll hole. We'll get it when we reach the top. Yeah. Time to go. So he throws his bull rifle up there and the transponder that they have to get to the high ground. Um, so I don't really understand. Unless they... I really don't get it. The only thing I can think of I is... Was, I was fucking furious when I saw really? him throw that. Yeah. I was I, like, what the fuck? The only this thing I could think time. of, maybe they're like, well, we need to make sure that it's working once it's up there. I like, guess. if you throw it up there and it lands on the button weird and turns it off, yeah. I guess. And you could be sitting there thinking like, yeah, they're coming. And they just never come. I literally, I literally wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down, uh, Bouchon Kira and uh, equals Klingon shit. 
And I was going to ask you, I was like, this is just Klingon shit, right? Basically. Yeah. Klingons are a warrior race, and it sounds, the more we learn about the Lasat, yeah, the more I'm like, okay, yeah, they're Klingons. Like, I, I I don't know. It's a cartoon, so it's tough for me to be like, yeah, they're absolutely Klingons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Klingons are very rough around the edges, and I'm not saying, like, Zeb is some, like, not rough around, because he is rough around the yeah. edges, but, like... It's a different kind of right. rough around. Klingons are like straight up like, yeah, I'm going to cut your head off because uh, you walk too close to me. Right. Like, whereas I don't think Lasats are that extreme. Um, but yeah, they're they're Klingon like. Yeah. Klingon we get adjacent. a we get to we get a mention of our old pal Saw, too. Yeah. We get Every time I hear Andron, I did not like that arc. No. Very, it was very boring. Although they did play bocce ball. They did. Saw is very good at bocce ball. <laughs> yes. Man can roll. Oh, the man can lawn bowl. Like nobody's <laughs> yeah. business. Man. Was that the arc that... Did that have four episodes in it? It never ended. <laughs> I think it was five. <laughs> it was like a whole thing. Like, as soon as he thought it was going to be over, they are like, no, we're going to leave Ahsoka here. And Obi-Wan and Anakin were like, yeah, we'll see you later. We're just going to leave you behind enemy lines. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it did have Cher. Yeah, it did. Um... And uh, what was his sister's name? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, why can't I remember that name? I know. I know it, you're it was about, the yeah. weird love triangle with fucking Lux Boner Terry, yep. uh, Ahsoka, and then uh, his sister, Sage? No. Maybe? No, I'm. it's going to bother me now. I got to look it up. Saw Guerrera's sister. Stila. That's it. That's Stila's. Um, Guerrera. Yeah, but she apparently had like kind of a romantic vibe with Lux Boner yeah. And like they had always kind of built up this Ahsoka having a crush on Lux thing. And then they just abandoned it. Yeah. Remember that? They're just like, oh, she's cool with this now. Yep. She wasn't last episode, but a lot happened since it was an endlessly frustrating <laughs> arc. That would not it would not end. Although it did pay off when they started burning all the vehicles. And there <laughs> was, was like fun. those three guys just standing there going, yeah! <laughs> just fucking taking out all this separatist shit. That was funny. You could go back into the Clonecast archives for that arc. Yeah. Oh, it also had Colonel Sanders. Yes, it did. Maybe I'd like that arc. <laughs> should we revisit it? Yeah. <laughs> I think we should. It's a good one. Nah, I, I'm pretty sure we fucking hated it at the time. I mean, it was it was a step above Waterworld. Yes, step above. Um, okay, so they're going to be climbing these ice pillars. Callus uh, is hanging off of Zeb's back, um, and as they begin to climb, the dodo bird is back, and it brought friends. It brought friends, very social animals. He went back to the crib. He's like, "Hey, buddy, I got these two little shit shooting me with these little things. Come on and help me out." And they're like, "All right, I love fucking shit up." So they go, uh, two dodo birds. Um, and they're climbing higher and higher, but they start grabbing at them. And Callus almost gets grabbed by one. He slips off they of come Zeb's close back quite a few times. Yeah, he slips off of Zeb's back, and Zeb saves him just by grabbing his foot. Um, and they're kind of getting to a point here where it's like, okay, I'm not going to be able to move any further holding him like this. <laughs> uh, I can't climb any higher while he's dangling off, and I'm holding him by one hand. So Zeb's like, I got an idea. And he just literally is just like, just trust me. This this doesn't work. We're dead. Before this, too, like one of the dodos like bites his leg and pulls on it like through by the end of this episode. If Callus just had a hairline fracture, the thing is fucking shattered by the end of this thing. Like it's hanging by skin. (laughs) It's like this thing is bad. Yeah. Um, But 
So <laughs> Zeb's like, yeah, just trust me. I'm going to try this. And he literally just throws Callus. And then Callus sticks to the ice from because he's got like a was it the bow rifle? The was, bow rifle had like a spike that came yeah. out of it or so something. So this is the brace that is holding together his broken leg. And he throws him and then that the spike that's on it's like a musket. You know, it's got like a knife on the end of it. <laughs> it's got a bayonet. Yeah, it's got a bayonet. Yeah, that's what it is. And like that bayonet sticks into the ice. So Callus is just hanging upside down on the ceiling of this cave. He does one hell of a scream. Yeah. And so, yeah, that leg is ripping the fuck apart. <laughs> yes. Like, he, I don't think he's ever going to watch. They're going to no. amputate that thing. Yeah, yeah. Which makes the end of the episode hilarious. Like, just, what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe Rex, you know, maybe maybe uh, Zed passed him some of Rex's like, yeah. healing patches. Because as we all know, Rex can walk off a broken leg pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Callus is just sticking there, and then we see Zeb now. He slips, and he falls on the dodo bird's head. Um, but the dodo birds are, like, trying to get a Callus, so they're bringing Zeb up. He's on, like, he's, like, riding the snake. He's riding that fjord, really, is what he's doing. He's like, Ride the fjord. And he ends up getting close enough to Callus to grab him, and then he throws him to the outside, uh, outside of the cave. So... Yeah, the whole not being able to get the transponder thing, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Callus is now outside, safe outside the cave. Um, then, after that, Zeb starts climbing up the Dota birds. He jumps up, and he starts to pull himself up to safety, and he's greeted by Callus with the bow rifle pointed right at his face. But Callus then turns the rifle and shoots at the Dodo bird that's still nipping at Zeb. Uh, Zeb pulls himself up, and now they're outside, and it's just a complete fucking blizzard here. Like, you can't see anything. It's just snow. Um, Callus hands him the rifle back, and then they walk off, um, and they are going off into the blizzard, and they're going to be locating a cave. Um, and that is where our next clip is going to be. Let's take a listen. Let's hope it works. Of course, since you adjusted it, you don't know who will pick up its signal. Guess all we can do is wait. At least we've got this to keep us warm. Still think your friends will find you? Unless the Empire gets here first. On Lasan. It... It wasn't supposed to be a massacre. But I realized the Empire wanted to make an example. I know before, I took credit for it. What happened on the sun? It's over for me. I've moved on. By the way, it's Zeb. My name, it's Zeb. Short for Garazeb. I know. I've watched you from afar. <laughs> okay, so they then fall asleep in the cave, cuddling That's each other. The ship. Yeah. They wake up and they kind of push each other like, ah, ah, ah. And then they wake up to the sound of a ship. Come on. But who ship? Ah. Uh, your friends did find you. Like I said they would. You know, we will treat you fairly. <laughs> I'll take my chances for the Empire. Zeb. They do like a like a little bow to each other. Yeah. And Zeb runs off to the ghost. Zeb! Zeb! Do 
told you. Chaos is behind a script. You made it. We picked up your beacon. We were so worried. It wasn't so bad. We've all been inside tighter spots. I knew you'd find me eventually. He takes a look back at the, the yeah. overhang that they're in. All right, come on, Zeb. In. It's uh, it's cold out here. Hoping to catch been in it for one two more peek seconds. His ass. Yeah, two seconds too long. Uh, he gets on the ghost, and we see Callus. Then he's just kind of standing there, and he's cradling his his egg from Zeb. His, <laughs> his, his plutonium. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're both gonna have just crippling cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode of Zeb, you have two there's, weeks to live. <laughs> there's not going to be a white blood cell between the two of them. <laughs> Anyways, we don't know what that thing does. I'm just saying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get an unknown object yeah. that you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Like, I wouldn't want that close to it's me. It's like Temple of Doom when he yeah. brings those three stones together and they just start yeah. glowing. So, um... <laughs> Callus arrives back on the Imperial ship. We don't see him get picked up, but it's to assume that, you know, the transponder, they eventually came for him, picked him up. And he arrives back on the Imperial ship. So we get into this Imperial ship and he's just walking, limping. <laughs> he's limping back to his room. And it's like, why aren't you going to sick bay? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You'd think they'd like at least bring a How is he standing? Him. Yeah. Anyways, and he walks by Admiral Constantine is on his <laughs> iPad. And he's like, Admiral Constantine. Now, it should be noted, like, when Zeb was greeted by the ghost crew, they show Callus with his rock. And he sits there, and he kind of, like, looks longingly at, like, the camaraderie and friendship there. Um, and so he arrives back in the Imperial ship, and then he's like, oh, Admiral Constantine, or whatever. And he's like, Agent Callus. Do- barely even looks at He doesn't at him. even make eye contact. Yeah, he barely just kind of, like, gives him a side eye. And he walks off with his iPad. He's really on that iPad, man. What yeah. do you think he's playing? <laughs> Angry Birds? Birds? Yeah, here we yeah. go. <laughs> um... So then we see Cal's limp back to his quarters. He puts the he puts the plutonium rock right on his bedside because you want to sleep by it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if, he's gonna wake up and his head is going to have a mass. If you're if you're if sleeping with your iPhone under your pillow doesn't give you cancer, this sure as shit will. Yeah, this is you know like when cell phones first came promise, like everybody's getting brain cancer yeah, yeah. from these things. Like that's never been. No, we knew cigarettes were giving us lung cancer. We didn't yeah. give a shit. We kept smoking. Yeah, but um, yeah. So he puts it on his bedside. And he's just his room is just this like empty like. It's cell. very sad. It's yeah. very sad. And now he has this this crystal. He's a crystal girl. It's his first crystal. <laughs> Next episode, he's gonna get a dream catcher. It's gonna be fucking great. Yep. I, I can't wait to see where Callus goes. He's gonna be a very free spirit. It's gonna be all. About, he's gonna be like, listening to mamas and the papas all day long. I have a stressful week coming up, so I need some magnesium yeah. to help me with it. <laughs> So that's the episode, though. It kind of just it does. It did make me realize, though, it has to suck being a fascist because it means that your only friends can be fascists. And those guys fucking suck. And just taking a look at Callus here. Now, he is either chuds or they're the fucking nerdiest nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing with Callus here is like he's a pretty high ranking imperial. Uh, he's a he's a special agent. Like you would think it would afford him some luxuries in this you know in this authoritarian yeah. regime, but like when you see him in his room and all he has is his plutonium. Yeah, and it's just this bare, boring room outside. There's not even like a book. Nope. It's just it's a miserable existence. Like it's it's nothing. All you know is like your duty to the empire. And that is it. Yeah. There's no personality on these ships. 
it's it's fucking void of like any kind of real humanity. Well, and I th- I feel like we we're starting to see more and more of that, especially in like an Andor too. They've like kind of showcased the fact that like the Empire doesn't give a shit because yeah. they just they just throw bodies at a problem. So if, yeah. if you have a problem with your quarters, fuck off. You can like die because we can just replace you with yeah one of I don't know how many millions yeah. of people. No, it's just it's it's just a manufacturing line of bodies. Yeah, that's all the Empire is, just to serve Palpatine's whims. Yep. So, um, that's the episode, though. So, Callus in a quiet close, quiet close. Callus alone in his room, a very powerful scene. Um, and that brings us to the end. So, uh, the honorable ones, Adam. What does IMDb IMDb give season two, episode seventeen? The honorable ones. IMDb is giving the honorable ones a eight point three. Damn. So that's a bump up from quite the last an episode. Tick from and the last we episode. love the last. Yeah. episode. Yeah, I like this episode quite a bit. Um, I think it did a really cool job of developing Callus's character, and we get to see kind of that, you know, just how how void of happiness. Yeah. The Empire is for all of its most dedicated citizens. Um, and I, I'm telling you, like, I don't know, like, let's just let's do a rundown here. They fell asleep, cuddling each other. They woke up with their heads on each other's shoulders. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, get off me. And it's, you can either take it one of two ways. You can take it as like, oh, they're developing like a big brother, little brother type thing or like the the, com- the competitive friends or they're just lovers. Or they're discovering each other's sexuality. Yeah. like It's like when you're 14 years old and you go away to yeah. summer camp. I feel like they were dreaming in the middle of the night and groping each other. Yeah. Like they weren't, like they're subconsciously horny for each other. That's what how are these, I got it. What are these strange That's how I feelings? Took it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know how old Zeb is too. So yeah. like <laughs> he might he might just be a young guy just like raging hormones. Yeah. Just like, ah. We all know what old uh, uh, old Lasat women look like thanks to that last episode but yeah I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't i don't i really love the last episode and i don't want to discredit this one because i thought it was some cool character development and you get your first gay on-screen couple in star wars i'm a, but it is a dip down for me um just because it was like very dialogue based and the you know the, the action was just a big dodo bird um and also, there wasn't much to look at in the way of, like, Star Wars scenery. Like, if we would have seen Geonosis, just, like, the fly-through yeah, for a bit, yeah. that would have been really, that would have been a bump for it. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. I went with exactly the same. There you go. I went with 7. And if it would have kept pace with the first, like, five minutes of the episode, I could have easily seen this getting up around 9. Like, yeah. the action and just, like, shit that was going on was crazy but yeah. then like it just hit a brick wall and i get it like they have to develop this relationship yeah. between zeb and callus that's why i'm not going lower but like it's still it was like setting you up for something exciting and then it kind of was like more of this character yeah. piece it served a purpose though yeah it really did serve a purpose i'm not bashing it by any means no it's a good it's strong, a good, it's a good strong episode i just there's a lot uh, it the things that would have made it a great episode were missing yeah like one scene Geonosis again would have been really cool. It would have been awesome. Like also Geonosis as like a ghost planet would be cool to explore. Yeah. There's so much cool shit there. Um, yeah. So it's a strong episode, but I wouldn't say it's the best. So a couple of sevens. Always look on the light side of life. All right. Light side moment of the episode.
Um, for me, I have to go with. Um, I'm I'm just gonna go with the hilarity surrounding Callus's leg. <laughs> I like good leg comedy in Star Wars, and I mean this guy's leg. It's got to be fucked. Like, how are you not amputating oh, that yeah. thing at that point? Like, like it's got to be so mangled. The med droid has yeah. got to be like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> it just, I'm just laughing that he just, like, basically just, like, crippled, goes back to his room and just sits down with the plutonium <laughs> egg. Like, uh, it was just, the whole scene was depressing, but at the same time, I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. So, yeah, I'm going with that last scene, just, like, it was so odd that it was funny to me. So, uh, what's yours? I went with Chopper's power wheel. Okay. It's the fact that they're like, Chopper, we need you now. And he was like, I'm on it. And he just fucking took off. It was pretty cool. I love it because his, his two legs, like, flap in the back. Yeah. Like, I wonder if he's using them to balance or something. <laughs> like, I don't really. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like Chopper's wheel. I like when he goes unicycle power yeah. mode. All righty. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right, dark side moments of the episode. Um, I don't know, just the genocide on Geonosis. Um, I, I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, we hear Rex say, yeah, there was billions of bugs here, and they are literally all gone. And I think just based on the conversation Zeb has with Callus, it wasn't a disease. It wasn't a... Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like an imperial wipeout. Yeah. So um, I'm going with that for my dark side. What do you got? I went with uh, the story that Callus told about the Lasat that came through the smoke and just executed a yeah. bunch of people. <laughs> and then I saw him. <laughs> He's like talking about Kaiser Sose or it something. Literally, it sounded like this Lasat came out of the smoke and just like shot a bunch of like Imperials in the head yeah. that were like dying and then he's curious as to like why he was left alive because lasats find him cute yeah, yeah exactly that's our answer they like the sideburns they do he's got some chops yeah very dated <laughs> but hey you know i like how they stay true to the era in which star wars was filmed that's so yes good. lasat war crimes that's what i okay. came up with Alrighty then <laughs> always good to see rex oh uh, yeah you gotta get it up. Cheap butter. Mandy, tell me, Dennis Prager. I need, I, I'm running out of gas. Oh, Kanye West wants to come on my podcast. Mandy, Kanye West. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think, honestly, Mandy, get it on. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Gina Carano, come on the podcast. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. I think. Even Corolla won't go as low as to have Kanye, Kanye West on at I this think point. When stuff first started breaking with Kanye, he would have. Yes. At this point, I don't think so. Yeah. I think even Corolla has high enough stand. Yeah. Even Ace ain't. Even Ace doesn't have that. Help me, Dennis Prager, I'm being canceled. <laughs> yeah. No. You know what you could do? They could have a roundtable discussion between Kanye West and Dennis Prager. Hey. Maybe you know. Remember when Obama had his beer summit? <laughs> with that, so with that racist stupid. cop and that the, the black guy professor, PBS. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Corolla can have a beer summit between Dennis Prager and Kanye West. Yeah, you know, man, it just I would be rooting for Dennis Prager. I would drag him, Dennis. The like, craziest the one time you get me to root for Dennis Prager would be him just dragging Kanye West. The craziest part though is watching. <laughs> conservative Jewish people 
their heads like trying to wrap around this. Like Ben Shapiro's head almost exploded with all this Kanye stuff. Well, he definitely played up like the mental illness thing. Right. And but like, like when it first started coming out, he almost like defended him. And then like after Alex Jones interview, Ben Shapiro's like, no, I no, I can't do that. But it's it's so wild, dude. Yeah. Like this is the most fucked up meltdown we've ever seen. Oh yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> That's unreal. It is. It's fucking wild. I think I texted you. I was like, it would be hilarious if it wasn't so fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and the problem is, like, yeah, it would be funny, but this this guy actually, like, he's a massive celebrity. Yes! And the fact that he's doing this, like, there are people that are going to get some really fucked up viewpoints from this yes! kind of talk. Yeah. Like, this is actually, like, really damaging stuff. Like, people need to stop putting him on TV. When even the people that have Even been... I don't give a fuck if it's like Gavin McInnes and there's like hardly any people watching. It it has to stop. It's you bad when have the people, him on. The even the people that have been blowing dog whistles for how many fucking years are like, "Hey dude, dude, like hey, calm down. Like let's let's like that's the part that is fucking baffling to me." Yeah, like, Tim I mean Tim Pool and Alex Jones and all of the people that are like as long as you don't say these things, you can get away with yeah. like Now I can't believe he hasn't gone on Crowder because did you see the clip with Crowder? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. dude! Yeah. He's like, now, clearly he's, uh, you know, he's out of balance and stuff, but he does make a couple good points. I was and I was like, oh, my God, dude, I would love it if Kanye went on Crowder and the entire time from go. He just calls Crowder a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> just unleashes on the guy. Yeah, because he fucking sucks. Yeah. I, it's just, I don't know, I just, he's not a politician, so this isn't, like, a direct example that I can play, but, like, when Ilhan Omar had to apologize for, like, basically saying, like, Israel shouldn't do, like... War crimes against Palestine? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in, like, the nicest terms possible, and everybody was just like, she's an anti-Semite, this and that, yep. blah, 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 and, like, every single one of those fucks, Steven Crowder, Ben Shapiro, fucking, you name it, any of these fucking grifters... Dragged her through the mud. Oh, yeah. And slandered her so badly that, like, there was actual, like, danger to her life. Like, she had to actually get protection. Yep. Like, the fact that they just say, well, he's he's really off his rocker, but, you know. When you think about it. I It's, the, the hypocrisy is just beyond the pale. It's disgusting. <laughs> it is yeah. the grossest grift. Yep. I have ever, it, like, I, I. I got to go back and watch what Crowder said about Ilhan Omar. Yep. Because I guarantee you it was awful. You know, we've joked around many times about, like, how easy it would be to be a right-wing grifter. It, yeah. But I don't, like, I don't think my soul could take it. Like, I couldn't, like, getting to this point where you have to, like, do those types of backflips, like, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I can't, like, I just c couldn't say those words. <laughs> Like, how can you sit there and listen to him do this? Like, the fact, like, credit where it's due, at least Tim Pool, like, pushed back on him and kind of got pissed and left but the interview. But he wasn't even pushing back. I know, I Tim know. Tim Pool was just like, well, I don't know. And kind of just, like, stood up and, like, walked <laughs> out of the room. It seemed like he was going to push back. And then the best was, then they went on Alex Jones and they talked shit about Tim Pool. Oh, they did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's nuts, man. Uh, just the grift, man. <laughs> it yeah, I mean, you got to you got to really feel dead inside, especially after an interview like that. Like you can tell Alex Jones is like breaking characters like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> He's having a good couple months, isn't he? Well, the greatest too is Alex Jones. He set it up for he had Kanye on for 3 hours. In like right off the bat, Kanye just started throwing, just throwing stuff. Yeah, and, like you could tell X Jones was like, "Fuck, this is gonna be a long day." I mean, I'm sure you've been there. I've been there where you get in a conversation with somebody who's clearly, oh yeah, you're like, "Oh, this is not okay." Yeah. Like, and not even necessarily saying anything like as awfully like anti-Semitic as he was. Saying. No, but just like somebody who's just kind of like not there at that time. And they just won't shut up. Yeah. And they're, I don't know, who knows? Maybe they're fucking hopped up on some kind of speed or something. And, and you just sit there and you have to listen to this. And then you try to, like, talk to them. It's like. It's, and they, like, shout over you. And, yeah. like, it's nuts. It's when you're in. It's, 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 it's painful. When you start having a conversation with your inner monologue as the person is talking, that's when you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Because there have been plenty of times where I've been in one of those conversations. And I think to myself. What would this person do if I just walked away right now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, um. So yeah, dark horse here of the episode. I get, help I me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Help me, Dennis Prager. Help, help me, Dennis Prager. Help me. I'm being canceled. Kanye West trying to come on show. Help me, Dennis Prager. I'm being canceled. Um, dark horse here. I'm going with Tim Pool for pushing <laughs> back. <laughs> Tim Pool for standing strong in the face of of rampant anti-Semitism. Um, no, dark horse here for me. I'm going. Dinosaur Dodo bird. Dinosaur Dodo. Man, they got a thick hide on them taking bow rifle shots. Who do you got? Uh, I went with Space Uranium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It kept them warm through the night. They yeah, were both it did. Uh, cuddled up next to it. Yeah, and their testicles are going to be huge. And now, and now Callus brought it back to his cabin, so he's got one of those uh, salt lamps that's going to yeah. soak up all the negative yeah, No, he's going to be a crystal girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of my ex gave me a crystal. She's like, this will help you. <laughs> <laughs> It did not. Help. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lovely looking thing. I don't know. It was probably made of like, you know. Well, did you charge it? You have to charge them in the moonlight. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, On fuck. a full moon, you lay your crystals out in the backyard and it well, charges them. Some dumpster out in Hennepin County is <laughs> getting charged up right now, and it's a very blessed dumpster. Um, Yeah. Okay. So those are Dark Horse Heroes? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Uh, let's do the fun one. The Clone Cast presents Power Rankings. Talk to me. I said yitcha there. Yitcha. Yitcha. Now I I do want to say um. Number one, uh, well, we'll get to the power rankings here in a second, but yeah, we've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I always trip across things like this, and it's like this debate, like the special editions of Return of the Jedi versus the original. Yub Nub, the fucking song, is a million times better than what the it's fuck great. they changed it to. Yeah. It's a great song. It fucking slaps. That might be my song of the week next week. <laughs> but I don't know, I got Andy's song that I got to play too, so. Um, okay, power rankings. So what we do here is... We're going to rank our three favorite characters. 
Uh, first place is getting three points. Second place is getting two. And third place is getting one. Uh, Hera is currently in first with 63. Ezra is in second with 54. Uh, Conchgal, the newest member of the Polycule. She's got 46. Aqualush Bull, who's just a fucking sweeping the nation. Aqualush Bull is <laughs> 46 points. Um, and then we got a shit ton of other ones. I'm not going to go over them right now. We will have to go through them again at some point. It was fun for a while, but it became like listener appreciation where I'm just listening off like brave A-wing pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Ambrose Birdside Aqua. Brave spaghettified TIE fighter. Brave force sensitive bow staff. <laughs> yeah, the bow staff many first. Okay, so Adam, who's your number one power rank? My number one power ranking is Chopper. For the way oh. that he jumped into action and took out that. There's like a uh, uh, astromech cockfight going on down yeah. there. Yeah. So Chopper solidifying his place uh, in fourth place. He's very. He's handily in fourth place right now. Um, my number one, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to give it to Gerizeb Aurelios. Hey! So Zeb, um, he's up to negative three points. He's been climbing out of this hole for a while. Um, this was a very strong Zeb episode. It was. Save the day. I'm going with Zeb. Who do you got for your number, number two? Number two, I went Zeb. Number two. Okay, so Zeb is only at negative one now. Oh, He boy. has tied spinning wheel for last place. <laughs> And he's only two points behind Medroid, Pipey, Shadowcaster. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Strong Snivian, Quarry, Vertical ATTE, ATAT pilot, pilot, Cassius Constantine, Brave Lothcat, Old Joe the Bartender, Space oh, Waffle. Old Joe. Space Waffle is a point. Zeb was eating the space waffle. So food that he shit out six months ago is still ranked higher well, than him on the power rank. Well, in our defense, that space waffle was showing us something. It so. was showing us something. It got a shout out to Heath. He's showing us something on, <laughs> on Instagram. Heath will like find a funny meme, like a Star Wars meme, and he'll tag me. He's like, oh, this meme's showing me something. <laughs> so showing us something. Heath likes to show us something. Um, where did my music go? All right, we'll bring the music back. Um, oh, weighted weighted blanket Lothcat has one point. Uh, Piss Shark the Big Bongo has one point, and Zeb's brave force sensitive bow staff uh, has one point. And then also um, spray tan Conch Gal has one yep. point, and Boot has one point. <laughs> Boot. God, okay. this is the dumbest part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, so Zeb is. Zeb is nipping at their heels. He might leapfrog a whole bunch soon. Yeah. So, um, you did get the rundown of a whole shitload of these dumb fucking things. Okay, who's your number two? My oh, number Zeb. My yeah, number Zeb. two is My Zeb. number two. Uh, I'm going to go with Chop. Chop. I'll go with Chop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chop fight. The little, just the pit fight that he had with the other astronaut was pretty good. It was great. Okay. Droid Who, cockfight. Yeah. Who's yeah, your number three? Yeah, cockfight. Um, my number three, I'm going to, I know I'm going to mispronounce the last name. So... I'm sure you've seen on IMDb. You do know the guy that voices Callus? Uh, not off the top of my head. So the actor's name is David Oyelowo. Okay. He's an Oscar-nominated actor. I think I recognize the name. He played Martin Luther King Jr. in Selma, and he voiced Callus before that. Wow. So then, like... Credit where it's due. Like he does a fucking phenomenal job voicing that character. That's some. Uh, that's a heavy hitter there. Yeah. Very cool. Um. Okay. Um. 
So David Oyelowo. Um, do you want to tell me how to spell it, or do you think I should just guess it? Uh, Oyelowo. I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, so one point for David Oyelowo. Um, okay, my number three. Um, I guess I'll go. I was going to go with Callis. But I'll give it old Dave, too. Yeah. That's a really cool fun fact. So Dave is getting two points. So David Oyelowo, uh, star. Hold on. Here we go. Selma. Oyelowo. Okay. Oyelowo. Okay. Um, so that is your power rankings. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. <laughs> Was looking. We're on the moons of on Geonosis. The moons a of moon Geonosis. of Geonosis. Who was looking hot on the moon of Geonosis, or on the ghost, or on the imperial, whatever the fuck? Um, who is your fashion icon? Uh, my fashion icon. I'm going with bow brace. Bow brace. I'm going yeah. with bow rifle brace. The brace that Zeb makes out of the bow rifle for Callus. It was really cool. Effective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with Bo really Brace. snapped into action. That was holding the leg together pretty good, too. Yeah, Zeb is the guy at, like, an orientation that really pays attention to, like, the first aid training that's mandatory. Yeah, like, guys, this is important. This is really important. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with Bo Brace. <laughs> Zeb um, is the ghost fire marshal. Yes, he absolutely is. Um, so, yeah, Bo Brace. Who do you, what do you got for your fashion icon of the episode? Um, there wasn't much to choose from, so I went with that Imperial Astromech. Like oh. I said, good livery, yeah. good color scheme going on. It's a very cool looking. It was aspect. dark, but it looked like he had some copper yeah. patches to him. He was in the running for my final power ranking star, yeah. too. Yep. Brave Imperial Astromech. Yeah. Let's give him a point. <laughs> Let's give Brave Imperial Astromech. He might Astromech. make another appearance. Yeah. So Brave Imperial Astromech is getting a point. Um, okay. Um... Any other good hood that you want to talk about in this one? Not a ton of hood in this episode. No, I mean, honorable mention to Callus. I mean, he's looking good, but... Yeah. Yeah, There's other than that, there's not a whole lot of... Yeah. Things. I mean, it's really a two-character episode. Oh, the planet of Geonosis. That's yeah. That's a good hood. We didn't get to see it, though. Yeah. Well, I'm saying the exterior. That yeah, it does look cool. Shot with yeah, it the does rings. look cool. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. Clap. Clap. What the H? What the H? Who? 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 Okay. Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbac. Um, this is where, back in the old Clone Wars days, I'd predict the next episode. I'd predict the plot of the next episode based solely off the episode's tagline. Uh, Rebels doesn't have taglines. Therefore, I predict the next episode based solely off of the episode title. So, Adam, I'm assuming Season 2, Episode 18 is our next yes. foray into Rebels. And what is this one called? That episode is entitled Shroud of Darkness. Shroud of Darkness. Ooh, we're going to get some dark side stuff. I'm excited. Yeah. I think we're going to get some dark side stuff. I'm really curious. Maybe we'll see Vader pop up. I feel like he's been, you know, they've teased him a few times, and we've seen him in action early in the season, and at the end of season one. 
I'm feeling like I'm feeling like we might get some dark side action, maybe a little Vader talk. Cool. We'll see Vader in this next up. Maybe some Inquisitors, something along those lines. We're gonna start revisiting that type of stuff. Yeah, give me some Force stuff. Like, hey, Star Wars is all good and good, all well and good on multiple levels, but I don't love anything more than the Force. Yeah. So give me some Force. Give the Force. Um, so that is season two, episode eighteen, Shroud of Darkness. So that'll be our episode next week. Alrighty. Adam, where can listeners reach us? You can always send us an email, especially your Santa letters. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. Santa letters are open for business. On all the socials, we are at clonecastpod. Anti-hive. If you want to join the Discord, reach out. We'll gladly send you a link. Yeah, start chatting there. Uh, thanks for all of the support. We couldn't do any of this without our clone Castanovas. We love all of you. So we will see you next time for Shroud of Darkness. Um, until then, may the orbital construction field be with you. I'm a real wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Wild one. Seventy-five, man. Sunny, it's a beautiful morning here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Looks like we got a bit of a traffic jam at the Crosstown on 94. Nothing new, you know the deal. Anyways, I know it's Monday, but keep a smile on your face and be a real wild one. 92 KQ.